Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Underground Boxing. The world's number one boxing podcast. family we're back with the best new boxing talk bringing you the weekend wrap-up the weekly look ahead and we're also going to go over some of the biggest news in the world of boxing right now now there were some fights this weekend some things people are going to want to talk about some things that we mentioned on the last episode telling you hey this is coming up well you've had Gassiev against Lebedev you've had Sam Peter versus Kubra Pulev those are a couple of the big fights that we were previewing last week, or briefly mentioned at least. I mean, we're not here to front. Those are not sports-stopping fights. Everybody doesn't have to quit what they're doing to make sure they see it. But anyhow, it went down. It's done. A Sam Peter that you haven't heard anything about in forever is going to step out there looking like trash, perform like trash. You finished, and that's exactly what you had. Dennis Lebedev losing, well, that might not have been so easily expected, but most did expect a competitive fight. Just edging it. And maybe that's how they saw it as well, once the fight took place. But what I'm interested in getting into around here today, and we've never got that into it, you know, we just, yeah, it'll never happen. Yeah, whatever. Uh, We move on. Nothing to see here. Let's talk about the real fights, like Ward versus Kovalev, right? Let's talk about Lomachenko versus Walter. Let's talk about all those things. Let's avoid this guy who is mounting an assault on the pro boxing world after having already taken over UFC. Talking about Conor McGregor. Now, why would I all of a sudden be interested in talking about this guy in the program with it's not the slowest week in boxing. I mean, I could analyze some of these fights for you. But what's really to analyze? Here's what I want to analyze. How does Conor McGregor keep getting all this attention on boxing websites, uh, sports discussion shows, whatever you want to talk about? Is it because he's the biggest name in MMA? 
absolutely not. The biggest name in MMA was talking about the next closest name in MMA all the time. Obviously, it wouldn't be crossing over sports, and obviously, it wouldn't be mainstream news. It would be UFC news. Something's happening here. And here's the part that needs a little bit of analysis. And here's the part that people aren't really necessarily thinking about. They get so offended with McGregor. He thinks he can just walk in here. He thinks that he can step into the biggest fight in the sport. He thinks he can fight the biggest star of the sport. Well, here's a problem. Is he really after the biggest star in the sport? He's after a guy who is presently retired. His last fight was completely meaningless. And he swears he's not going to fight again. Whether or not we take that serious is something to consider later. But the point is, isn't this a tremendous compliment to Floyd Mayweather? A guy who has walked away and is done and has more money than any other professional athlete ever has, except for Michael Jordan. That's that's the only – there might be someone else, but that's the guy who comes to my mind. But that wasn't strictly uh, earnings from his athletic performances. Mayweather is still being brought up constantly by Conor McGregor, by boxing fans, and by mixed martial arts fans. We're to the point now where people aren't just dismissing it because Conor McGregor, whether or not he's got some great advisors around him or whether he's a natural, I don't know. But he determined you can get about 10 or $15 million worth of publicity by purchasing a $60 boxing license, and that's exactly what's happened. It's to the point now where we have to consider whether or not he's serious. Is it it because he purchased the license? No. In this world, perception, I'm not going to give you a fraction. Some people might say nine-tenths, just like they say possession is of ownership. But perception is a very very big part of reality. Even if the perception's false, in media, I mean, come on, Donald Trump's going to lose. He has no chance. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor, whatever. Now, those are things that come to my mind. Maybe there's some uh, something that comes from a completely different side of the political spectrum that you're thinking about right now. That's fine. I'm not here to have an ideological battle. The point is, when the media continuously repeats something, whether it be the sports media or any other type of media, people run with it as fact. They base their theories off it. They think about any analysis taking on board that whatever this thing is may be true. Well, now we're to the point where Conor McGregor, he fought amateur. He just bought a pro license. Conor McGregor's a boxer now. What's stopping? What's stopping? Floyd Mayweather? Is he scared? We have a campaign. You know, this is exactly what Floyd Mayweather wants. Some people out there may be thinking, this has got to be annoying the shit out of Mayweather. This guy that he can knock out in one round, keeps running his mouth, getting all this free publicity off him, but Mayweather's not going to do anything to him. This guy hasn't made. Well, actually, no. Mayweather hasn't made. Floyd Mayweather hasn't made. 
See, nobody cared when he fought Carlos Valdemir or any other number of fighters where just nobody gave a shit, nobody asked for it. You got it fed to you anyways. Nobody cared. Right now, people are talking about something they care about. Whether or not it makes sense to the boxing fan, any boxing fan will tell you Mayweather knocks this guy out. Stretches him. It's done. Then you have to think, what does Mayweather love more? Let's talk about integrity here. Let's talk about the sport of boxing, of which Mayweather, like it or not, is a representative, being one of the greatest boxers in recent times, being undefeated, making more money than anybody. He's a representative of this sport. Love it or leave it, it don't matter. Floyd Mayweather is seen increasingly by his unwillingness to step into the ring with Conor McGregor and split more money than he's ever had is increasingly seen as a chicken. Now, I'm not going to say by the majority of the boxing world. That's absolutely not true. We are a niche sport. We are a small segment of the sports population. And there are some people in the mainstream sports media who are tapped into the fact that they don't really know shit and will just automatically go with what guys like us say, so they'll say, no, actually Mayweather will kill them. No matter how much it burns inside their hearts that they would love to see Conor McGregor whoop his ass. But back to that favoring that some people may think Mayweather might dislike the tactic of Conor constantly helping him. But Pacquiao constantly said he wanted to fight Mayweather. Mayweather looked frustrated, irritated with every interview. He'd bring up excuses. Same thing where Bosley wanted to fight Mayweather. Oh, what? Shay Bosley on steroids? You know, always something. He don't like anyone bringing him up. He doesn't like it. Why do I have a feeling this time is different? Why do I think he really, really enjoys it? See, it's not a bunch of boxing experts. It's not a bunch of people that he feels he should have won over and had committed to his team a decade ago. This is a bunch of morons he gets to make look stupid who are going to stuff more money into his pockets than anyone ever has in his life. I don't think he's mad. I think anyone calling Floyd Mayweather scared of Conor McGregor right now is not doing Conor McGregor's bidding, bidding, although it has a nice effect for him. You are actually doing the bidding of Floyd Mayweather. He will not be held as some great champion who is going to come and save boxing and return it to prominence and destroy Conor McGregor. No. He'll be seen as a guy who doesn't want it, who finally agrees when he gets more money than God, and destroys him. That, that'll be what happens. Now let's talk about integrity again, like I briefly mentioned. This Floyd Mayweather loved the sport of boxing. No, what does Floyd love? Everybody knows. What does Floyd love? He loves money, right? Would Floyd go out there and knock out Conor McGregor as soon as humanly possible? Or would he allow it to carry on a little while? Oh, Sugar Green, how dare you make that accusation? Like, Floyd Mayweather would carry any man in the ring. You've never seen Floyd Mayweather go 12 rounds with somebody you felt had no business going 12 rounds with Mayweather? Really? Never seen that? I've seen it. And it wasn't even the UFC star that needed carrying. See, Floyd Mayweather's hands hurt. 
He doesn't want to stand in a place where you could hit him back. He has no problem hitting reverse. Many, many guys have made it the distance with Floyd Mayweather. Just don't try to kiss him. You understand? So am I really making such a bad accusation about Floyd? That Floyd doesn't exactly go for the kill at the beginning of the fight? Is that a business decision? I don't know. If I can observe the patterns of the weather, do I need to tell you what caused it? Or is it good enough that I understand the forecast and can read those rain clouds? All right? Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor is still getting steam right now. And I'm finally talking about it. $6 equals millions of dollars in publicity. Now I'll tell you this. Shannon Briggs, remember our, uh, that lawsuit you had? that judgment against you, the millions of dollars you had to pay that publicist. Imagine if you just would have called out some UFC fighter instead. You would have had way more than you paid those millions for. Look at that. Just look at what Conor McGregor did. Is he a marketing genius? Does he have a fight scheduled an opponent right now? Conor McGregor tickets about to go on sale for his boxing match. Well, that's when most people would purchase a professional boxing license is when they're about to box pro and they need it in order to step into the ring. Conor McGregor just needed you to talk about him a little more. And I'm actually doing it this time. It's interesting to me on the ground boxing family. I won't deny it. Now, are we talking about great champions and ambassadors of their sport at the moment? Are we talking about universally regarded douchebags? Some will say we're talking about universally regarded douchebags. I think we're talking about the top draws of their particular sports, even though Mayweather has a strategic retirement going on right now, in which he has to answer zero questions about IV date. And he doesn't have to face anybody anyone's worried about. Gets to pick whatever opponent he wants whenever he comes back at whatever time. And then he gets to blame it on the opponent. Say, hey, well, that guy called me out, ignoring everybody else who's called him out of boxing. Yeah, we've seen this before, and that's okay. So what? But are these the biggest douchebags in boxing engaged in this current soap opera? I'm going to say this. I'm going to say, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. You know why? Because on Friday, news broke on boxing scene that the situation now does contain all the biggest douchebags in sports because Pauli Malinaji entered into it. Now, this ignorant spaghetti head who had all the heart in the world in the boxing ring and nobody could take anything away from his ability to take a beating like a man, Also is a complete douchebag, pussy fuck on the street because there aren't ropes surrounding you 20 feet around in real life. He's one of those dudes who's got a big streak of yellow down his back, gets regulated on by women in person like Monica Sears, slapped around, headphones pulled off his face, made to look down in shame in front of all of East L.A., scared to talk to anybody, nobody likes him. Unless he's rolling with some dudes that flew over on his time. So anyhow, this dude's a weenie. 
and everybody knows that. But now he wants to get into talking about Conor McGregor. Um, this is funny because while it's true that Conor McGregor has shown nothing to the professional boxing world, we have a former world champion discussing this guy in the boxing world. What would be the chances of Conor McGregor ever having to entertain what Pauli Malignaggi could do realistically, not in UFC, which would be parody, which would be even, even in his own fucking sport. Nobody in the world is worried about you, Pauli Malignaggi, Mr. 140, but I like to eat, so I'm going to show up like a slow fat boy with no more legs, and I never had no power anyways. All I can do is, you know, he's blessed with the greatest draw in boxing at one time. You can hit it and hit it, and you don't knock him out, and it never stops moving. He just jacks his jaw like a professional. Anyhow, and I don't give a shit if he likes anything I have to say. Dude's been on the show like five times. He turned into the biggest whining crybaby I ever heard. It was my most embarrassing moment as a man to have to interview a dude who was sniggling and crying while he has to do saying, hey, dude, no, it's really not that. You're going to be back in a big fight. Don't worry about it. Oh, no. I ruined my career. Fucking A, dude. What a faggot. Again, uh, nothing against – it's like two shorts that – it, it's nothing to do with homosexuality when I call you gay. Probably Malinaji, you're just a bitch. As a person, not in between the ropes. As a person, you're a bitch. But anyways, how this really became the trifecta of the biggest douchebags in combat sports, here we go. These are the comments Malinaji told boxing scene. I don't know if this was via Twitter in person. Don't really care. Malinaji's jaw jacks uh, in a variety of ways across multiple platforms. Anyhow. Here he goes. I already said that Conor McGregor can't even beat Peter Cards in a boxing match. People actually assume that he can box. He can't box. He's got a little bit of karate. He's got some skills, and he adapts in the cage very well. I give him credit. He's not a boxer. He can't box. What's funny is you have enough people who will buy into this bullshit, so it's up to me to really save people's time from being wasted in the Mayweather fight. Wow. It's up to him. You see how this guy views the world? It's up to – there's nothing on the planet that doesn't involve your personal life and your immediate inner circle, Malinaji, that affects the planet, the boxing world. Any, nobody's waiting for you. The only thing we want you to save us from is the bullshit that comes out of your mouth. Lock that shit up and throw away the key. Next, he continues. You're wasting your time making a fight between him and Mayweather. I'll do everyone a favor and kick his guy's ass so bad that he'll never even look at another pair of boxing gloves again without getting nightmares. He'll know where his place should be. I know that my place should not be in the cage, and he should know that his place should be in the ring. Now, your place is in a cage. They should lock you up for being insane and the biggest fucking douchebag with the fucking head of gelled up hair and that Pokemon haircut you rock sometimes, you fucking idiot. Anyhow, let's uh, go on about what Malinaji finds comical. Conor McGregor has become so big that people are actually in denial about the fact he can't box. Well, we'll make this fight happen. There will be people who think that he can beat me, which is a joke. It's comical. It's going to make me look like I'm 25 years old. It's going to make me look like I'm in my prime when I pass my prime. That's what's comical to me. Well, well, well. Like, really? <laughs> come, come on, Paulie. I mean, if you really want to... You know, save anybody or 
save our time. Do this. Step into the where you know you don't belong, the cage with it. You say you know he doesn't belong in a boxing ring, so you sound real eager to make a, you admit your shot. Say you ain't in your prime. You say this guy don't belong in a boxing ring at all. He'll get killed. So let me fight him. <laughs> You're the most see-through, transparent ass bitch that I've come across in December 2016. I know it's only the fourth. But so what? I can't help but get excited. Hey, again, let me point this out, guys. Conor McGregor is a fucking bitch. He can't fight. He runs his mouth. He has no, he doesn't belong in boxing at all. And I'm way out of my prime, but I'll fight him. He don't belong in boxing. I can't fight, but I'll fight him. Oh, and I'll beat him. I'll beat him so bad. Wait a minute. You don't belong in boxing, but you're, you're lobbying boxing scene in the boxing world for a fight against him? Dude. This is just like that time you cried your ass off about Al Heyman, and then you signed with Al Heyman. This is just like that time you cried your fucking eyes out, cried me a river against Juan Baby Bull Diaz. But then you got your ass handed to you by Kano, and you didn't have no problem with it when you took the victory. And I could do this all day, but this motherfucker, it's the same thing over and over. You know Cry about some goddamn shit and then try to interject himself in the shit that he says shouldn't even be happening. But, but if you're involved, it's okay. If your shot shitty, dirty ass is involved, bring it on. But, but you know, nobody should see this. It shouldn't be happening. It's all trash. It's garbage. And anyone will kill him. You're completely shot. You don't belong in the ring. Make the fight. Yeah, fuck you, dude. Fuck you. At least people give a shit about Mayweather. Fuck, he's retired. They're asking him to come back. Your ass is still lingering like the fucking turd that won't go down the fucking toilet and nobody even fucking knows except for that shitty little smell in the fucking air. You're the guy who makes people hit the fucking fart fan. That's what Pauly Malignaggi is. Fucking dumb shit. Anyhow, this guy thinks he's going to fucking... Oh, I'm going to... Look, McGregor got a boxing license. Now come fight me. I ain't got shit going on. No one cares about my sorry ass. Put me in the ring because I could talk. He could talk. I could talk. We'll talk. Ali Malignaggi, you might actually get beat by Conor McGregor in a boxing match. You just get ran over now. You got to fight dudes no one ever heard of. And you got to pretend that you're a fucking European citizen now to fucking fight somebody and win. A fucking goddamn disgrace. What an idiot. What a complete fucking dumb shit. But he wants us all to talk about what a dumbass Conor McGregor is. Conor McGregor is on top of a mountain. If I found a fucking pebble, you ain't got enough going on right now to be able to stand on top of a pebble, motherfucker. Shut up. Nobody's worried about you. Nobody's going to be worried about you. And Conor McGregor, because of that legendary chin and that ability to take a beating, that's about as shot as the rest of you. So stop writing checks your ass can't catch. I know you want that publicity. So what? Go spend $60 and see if the world – go get an MMA license. Go see if the world's going to start talking about you all over the place. We'll see if that works for you. I'm, I'm going to bet it doesn't. I'm going I'm to bet it's just a small ripple. I'm going to bet it doesn't end up on the top story on one MMA page. Right when it happens, the, the like, they'll link that thing below whatever the top story is. They won't even give it a chance on top. If you were to go buy an MMA license. Okay. Here we are talking days later. On the world's number one boxing podcast. That Conor McGregor bought a fucking boxing license. So 
That should let you know where your ass rates, motherfucker. So shut the fuck up. Nobody's worried about you. Anyhow, I'll bring out some OTG team, OTG fam, whatever you want to call them. The regulars, the people that make this happen, the people that I enjoy spending my Sunday talking to. Again, you want us to get more involved in these wrap-ups, the bed Sam Peter, whatever. Give a call. We'll talk about it. But really, I mean, check YouTube. Uh, there's Lebedev. You always want to watch Lebedev, okay? Lebedev is a hell of a fighter. He puts it all on the line, okay? Sam Peter, pull that? Really? Anytime someone got to bring the ghost to somebody back to get a win, I'm not re- even if I'm a fan of, of that guy, of the ghost, you know, you, you don't bring out a ghost, a shell, anything. You don't do that. So you who brought pull of shame on you? No, nobody rate that win. Uh, Sam Peter lost to King Size Snickers in the middle of the night years ago, and he kept fucking going down from the same shot over and over. Other Snickers, other Snickers. Now, now it's a comeback, and he walks on the ring at 270 pounds. So what a moving right along. Connor McGregor, sixty dollars. That's all. You, hey, Connor, you know what? I congratulate you. Sixty dollars. Well, motherfucking spin. Let's take it to the Southern gentleman of the program. Let's see what's going on with D. Willow Wilson on this fine Sunday morning. Willow, like it or not, Conor McGregor is the biggest story in boxing. Is it an indictment on boxing that we ain't got nothing going on? We finally get our pound-for-pound number one fight. We get a robbery. Nobody believes. Andre Ward wins. And I'm telling you, talking about Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather, even for a guy like me who is like, no, let's talk about shit like Kovalev Ward. I'm going, fuck it. Let's talk about it. I don't want to talk about Andre Ward, sorry ass, you know, pretending he want to fight, saying he expected Kovalev to beat his ass even worse than he did. No, wait, I'm paraphrasing. He said he expected more out of Kovalev. I don't know how you get your ass beat and expect more. I guess you want to get whooped even worse, right, Nino Celic? Anyhow, when I see the landscape, what, we got uh, Lomachenko completely dispatches of Nicholas Walters. That was supposed to be a hell of a fight. It wasn't. You got this clown Billy Joe Saunders fighting guys nobody is worried about, calling out the biggest names and dodging them all when he gets a fight, and then then he looks like a chump against stay busy opponents. No, Conor McGregor just might be the biggest thing in boxing in December of 2016. What say you, Willa? Man, good morning, everybody. Uh, good morning, Shug. Uh, afternoon, whatever, wherever you at. Uh, man, he. <laughs> First of all, I want to talk. I want to talk about the verb, the verbal abuse that you just gave my guy, Polly Malinaji. Now, everything he's speaking was facts. Polly Malinaji would dominate the uh, this MM gay guy, and, and, and it would be easy work until you know, unless the unless you know, he's just too much bigger than him. But I don't. I don't even know. I've never really seen Conor McGregor. Who knows? But Polly Malignaggi's durability has broken down. He is not the guy who got the shit beat out of him by Cotto and was still standing. I mean, God bless the the shell. Even you know he was a hell. I can't right. take nothing. I will never take away from that man. And he lasted a while, and, and he had a hell of a career. But the Golden Boy boxing, the Al Heyman version, the Showtime version, the guy running his mouth on the internet all day and then Twitter beefs. He's a fucking weenie, and I don't. To me, it's, if it was the same guy, great. You know, if you all know him and he's the same guy to you, to your good buddy, Paulie, fine. To me, a dude who has just had conversations with him and was at one time a fan of what he did in the ring, and I can never be a fan of a guy who's turned into that much of a weenie-ass bitch from what I once thought he was. It, it just never happened. So, anyways, his durability is broken down where he can now get ran over. 
and he never could, nor can he now crack. So he's not walking through anyone, even a novice. The truth is, when he was spending time at Wild Card Boxing Gym, it wasn't unusual for him to get his ass kicked by novices from high school who were not even ranked nationally as amateurs. Again, I'll say this. He was getting rocked by fucking high school kids off the street in the wild card boxing gym. I am not worried about Conor, McGre- Conor McGregor will not get hurt. He will not be shamed. or The worst thing that happens is he has a chase Polly Malignaggi around the ring. Will Polly connect? Absolutely. It might hurt his own hand as much as it hurts McGregor, though. I'm really not worried <laughs> about it. Paul, look, of course, nine times out of ten, 99 out of 100, you're going to go with a boxer in a boxing match as well you should. I'm just saying, what's this broken-down fighter who relied on his legs, no longer has his legs, has brittle hands, has no power, fights above the weight where he is most fucking mobile, and is broken down to where he can't take those kind of beatings anymore? Uh, Prime Malignaggi would kill Conor McGregor. It would just be a clinic, and I don't even know that guy knocks him out. This guy absolutely does not hurt McGregor. It just He can't. He, he doesn't have – he get his ass whooped by high school kids, dude. I mean, end of story. I ain't worried about Conor yeah, McGregor I mean, as a random high school kid. I'm just not. Pauly Malignaggi needs to take that shit serious. He needs to worry about a random high school kid. Yeah, in the street. I haven't seen him. Uh, no, know, in the boxing ring. In happen. the boxing ring. <laughs> not in the street. Hey, Look, Pauly don't read on the street, dude. He got to roll with 300-pound, <laughs> five-foot-tall dudes to have his back so he could even talk shit to Adrian Broner or Keith Thurman. A solo? He fucking look down and don't say shit and, and stay in his lane. I mean, that that's the biggest kind of weenie dude I ever known. That that's basically you know what that is? That's like those those punks when they first got into junior high, they decide they're gonna start becoming little gangbangers or whatever. You know, they're one way everybody knows them. Now they're in this group and they're hard. Polly Malinaji's hard when you got a fucking audience, but he's a fucking pussy bitch chump when he's by himself. I've seen it enough, I know it. And if he wants to dispute it, fucking dispute it. What you gonna do about it? Fucking send me a tweet. Fuck you. Hey, I feel you. You know that's that's between you and your guy Polly, though. That's, that's there ain't that nothing Italian between us. Bro. I'm just making it known. That's this guy Italian gets on the internet and they acting hard, but he's a fucking weenie. He ain't doing shit to nobody, and he only talks that hard when he got somebody there to have his back. He fucking looks down and I, gets regulated on by fat women. Period. I got you. I feel you. A fat woman, I can see a fat woman. He's a little guy. You know, I see a fat woman regulating on him. I'm not, we're just talking about boxing, and Conor McGregor probably has no boxing skills. I know he does. No, don't call yeah, him my no, guy, unless you, unless you want a whole other run guy. of more bullshit about him. Man, that, that's like no, a he's trigger. He's my guy. He's your guy, low key. That's why you're so angry because <laughs> you want that, that true love. You want that, that true love. That California. <laughs> Hey, you want that that true love for him, dog? So I mean, I I, I hear the hurt in your in your voice, and well, I can hey, understand dude, the personal beef you have. At one time, he represented all that boxing was supposed to be about, and the guy who was getting screwed. Then he decided, you know what? Fuck this. I'm still gonna cry like I'm the guy getting screwed, but now I'm gonna be the one screwing everybody. And ain't no real dude got a place for that in their life, you know? Just none. Hey, I got you. But what I'm talking about is boxing. He would he would clown them until he ran out of until he ran out of steam. So, you know, wow. this is a, a first wow. match. That's only going, eight, gonna that's only going eight rounds. Is he going to jab around. him until his hand fucking breaks? No, I mean, what's he going to yeah. do? Eight rounds. Okay, yeah. great. Do you expect Pauly Malinowski to rounds, hold up for eight rounds around. against any live body in this day and age who, who isn't a hand-picked dude with a spray-painted gold belt from fucking Europe? Really? Uh, hey, dude, that's a losing battle. Pauly Malinowski ain't beating nobody no more. That shit fucking hey. sells. 
My money. He beat hey, me. My money he can beat me. Wow. He'll beat you. He'll he'll beat this show. A bunch of non pro fighters. He could be in the ring. Conor McGregor. No, no. He's a non pro boxer. Beat me. What the hell you talking about? Him. He couldn't beat me. What the hell are you talking about, man? This guy's a, a little dude. Yeah, yeah, he would. He'd beat you in a boxing no, match. No, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Absolutely, he would. If, if he hears me, no. Course, if he hears me, hey, no. He would you know not. what? We're talking about I how he compares to other fucking pro fighters. How are we gonna compare to you? He's too I small. Mean, he, ain't, he ain't gonna have but no problem fucking staying away from you. No, he'll stay away from no, you he's, still. He's too. Okay. No, stay, if the rules are enforced, your only chance is to bum rush the dude and, and bulldoze him over. If the rules are enforced, you can't do that. You ain't winning. You ain't winning. Look, okay. When you beat his ass in real life, of course. You you would smash him into bits in real life, no doubt. In a boxing match, he'd kill you, dude. Come on, get out of here. I don't know. Hey, put that on the line. I got money on the line. If you hear this, follow us. Let's put money on the line. It ain't that That'd easy. That'd be easy dude. work. He's been doing it since he's a little kid. Yeah, if he if he just has fucking twenty five percent left, you're still gonna have a hell of a lot of trouble uh-huh. hitting them if you fight according to the rules. It ain't gonna happen. Okay. We, right. hey, you, All right, man. Hey, look, that's cool. I understand that. I understand that you believe that. Should be by hearing it. That's how embarrassed we would be in a boxing match with you. Yeah, even you. You're almost 200 pounds. No. He's, he's still gonna. He ain't and gonna I'm hurt you. Like longer he's just gonna bruise your ego when that so, little man can hit you or will. No, he, but he wouldn't be able to. That's the thing. He's oh, all right, man. Okay, man. That's, that's what you know. It is what it is. But he's a little. Hey, I didn't small, say dude. one of those punches are gonna hurt Willa. He's just gonna get the points. No, I, I see what you're saying. He's just gonna. You're thinking he's gonna do me like he does. He's, I think he's gonna do McGregor. It could be like uh, old yeah. ass uh, Floyd Senior against Charlie <laughs> Zelenoff. That's what it's gonna be like. Uh-uh. Yeah, we'll see, man. Well, I mean, we won't see, but I wish that would happen, man. That would be good TV right there. Hey, bro, yeah, I wish it would. Too. No, I wouldn't. I would feel so bad <laughs> yeah, if all that was doing. No. I would deal with talk shit. No, uh, I wouldn't. I would be I, a I worldwide sensation. After I knocked him out, I'll be a worldwide sensation on the internet, dog. No, they but, say hey, you were a bully. Stop the bullying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they would. You can make money off of even that's even though America he probably would have talked ten million fucking tweets of shit on you on the way up to it. He stopped the bullying once you make a pick. Once I once I knock him out, but hey, check this out, man. Let's talk about Floyd Mayweather. We're asking if Conor McGregor is the biggest name in, uh, in boxing. In, in in boxing, and you're saying he's made a smart business move, and he and he has he pulled the Manny Pacquiao. He's attaching his name to the biggest name in boxing. That's what he's doing. So anybody that attaches for, for at one point, Birdo was a big name in boxing when he was fighting uh, Mayweather. No, you know? just stop it. He he was irrelevant. Not on the same level. But he was a big name when he was the Bella's fucking baby, Al Heyman's son, and had an HBO contract to fight guys nobody was worried about like Quintana and had his fucking Everlast still. Birdo nobody was a fucking fake-ass joke champion at the time, and that's when he was on. That's when he was popping, when he got his fake win over Colazzo. And all that shit back then. Well, he wasn't. He didn't mean nothing when he fought. But Mayweather didn't even want to promote that shit as a going away fight. He knew it was a joke. This was okay. I made you guys fucking shitloads of money, hand over fist. Now you're gonna fucking pay me my fucking minimum to go fight Berto. Berto's gonna use ass kicked. I don't care about this. I ain't promoting this. I'm just getting the rest of my money. I'm gonna go sit on the couch and think about when I'm gonna do number fifty. That's what that was, dude. It, nobody took Berto serious at that time. If you did, no. you got fooled. I, I don't. I don't know anybody who took him serious. Who who thought that? No, nobody you know, he serious. mattered at the time or was relevant. Everybody, you know, no. they just said, "Oh well, Mayweather quits. He fought Pacquiao. It's over. He's gone. Let him let him have his fight and leave." But you know, just like I knew, it was strategic retirement. 
They'll be back at some point. For what? I don't know. For when? I don't know. But I'm sure they're going to be a lot of greenbacks. Maybe a few Tubmans in there if he waits long enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got you, dog. I, 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 I feel what you're saying. And um, I just think that he's attaching his name. He's just pulling the Pacquiao. Conor McGregor's pulling the Pacquiao. And that's why we think that he's the biggest name in boxing right now. He is. He's a part of the biggest story in boxing. And the biggest story in boxing involves the biggest name in boxing. That's Floyd Mayweather. So, you know, he's the big name. He's the biggest name over there in, uh, you know, uh, UFC. And I don't know if he's Do the best. Do you feel that way? Did you just throw that out is there casually? Is Floyd Mayweather the biggest name in UFC? Or is that a joke? Are you serious? No, no, no. I'm talking about Conor McGregor. Oh, okay. No, I said Conor McGregor is the biggest name in the UFC. And I don't know if he's yeah, the but, best. But if, but the, if best the guy the, the biggest, but if the biggest name is always calling out this one dude, you, you got to wonder if Floyd Mayweather at least he's in the conversation for biggest name in UFC. Yeah, no, he's a part of the biggest story in UFC also, because he's attached to the biggest name in UFC. So it's, it, it goes vice versa. You know, they're both not the biggest names of of either of the opposing you know uh, opposing uh, competitions, but. They're part of the biggest story because they're part of that big name, if you know what I'm saying. You know, so yeah. it just seems like well, that. Look, look. the biggest as a show, biggest, as an institution on the grind, hasn't spent a whole lot of time on Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather, just just to snicker or laugh when we hear about it and move on, not even really entertain the discussion, like we're doing right now. That, since we're doing it right now, I I can't help but ask. I mean, fuck it. Will this fight happen next year? It might, but check this out, Shug. I talked to I talked to uh, Floyd Senior, and for he kept on talking about Pacquiao, man. Like okay. straight up, it just seemed like that's what he was talking about a lot. So I don't know if he's just talking. You know, well, did you ask him? him he was point? smiling and cheesing. Did, did you think that they asked him? Like, I was just like, hey, man. The fucking I, questions about last night's dinner. The answer is Pacquiao. The fucking the questions about that chick over there in the skirt. The answer is Pacquiao. Are you trying to tell us something? Yeah, I, no. I just said I had snuck in a little. Uh, I snuck in someplace, so I wasn't even really just trying to ask too many questions. I asked okay. that one question, and then that was it. You know, I was just trying to blend in. If you feel what I'm saying, so yeah. You know, I was just blending in. I just heard. I was just listening to what he was saying. I was smiling. He was looking at me, he was smiling, and he kept on saying Pacquiao. And Pacquiao was just all in his mouth. You know, when he do, he was saying when, he wasn't saying if, you know. But he could have yeah, just been running his mouth because he was out there cheating. so fucking easily, though, dude. It's like, at this point. He might point, do both. Yeah, he, Mayweather he might beats do both. Him. You know what? Yeah, it's like this. Remember, uh, Guns N' Roses don't exist for like, for like, well, they exist, but no album for like 13 years. That Axel comes out with the with this group of side men basically, and then the real bands came back together. Oh wait, but he's gonna sing for ACDC, and he's gonna reform the original band. It's all happening at the same time. So Floyd Mayweather might become the biggest thing in sports. Period. Like Axel became the biggest thing in music over the summer when he sang for the two biggest hard rock bands in the world. Now Floyd Mayweather might be in the two biggest combat sports fights and the two biggest combat sports in the world. Is that what you're saying? Did we just break it here? We might have broke it. That might what happened. I mean, because it's easy work. Conor McGregor would just be easy, simple work, and so would Pacquiao. 
I mean, we saw that's two easy, simple things. You become the man. You you cement your legacy as hey you just hey you just say you're the greatest ever if you do that. And if you take the winning, he is. this is something that'll matter to him. Made, <laughs> if you yeah, could take all made, the winnings, 500, 500 take the million. purse from the Pacquiao fight, take the money from the McGregor fight. You add it to all of his other career winnings. He'd probably be, you know, he wouldn't. I don't think he'd be there, but he'd he'd be given a billion dollars a run for the money. You know, by the time you add it all up, yeah, and that's something that's got to happen. I mean, he would be pretty tough. I know he wants to be the first billion-dollar athlete. Hey, <laughs> that would be crazy if he did that. Hey, I would give all respects. Floyd Mayweather would be my favorite person in life going on from oh, that point. Come on, dude, you're going too far. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, I would have to go ahead and say he would be my favorite guy of all times, besides Jesus and my son and my pops and my brother. But besides those two guys, all those guys, it would be Floyd Mayweather, even over my friends. All right. Well, we're going to go to the Central Valley in just a moment. First, D from the 843 out of Charleston. OTG family, I forget to post on social media today. I did no tweets. I did no Facebook. But, hey, whatever. You, you all know we exist. And by the way, the listens have been insane lately. I like, I've never seen our show do so well when there's so little happening in the sport. Now, you know, when there's a big fight, of course, you know, you get those ginormous shows around six-figure listens, and they happen. But last week, the week before, a couple weeks before that, probably right now, thousands and thousands of listeners are blowing my mind because you think that, hey, boxing's a little down right now. Hey, the real boxing fans are getting excited again. They're starting to ask questions. They're saying, what's on the horizon? What are we going to see in 2017? Is HBO going to come back with a real boxing budget? I'm hearing rumors about this guy and that guy. They're aligned with different networks. Is this dude going to defend his mandatory against the up-and-coming superstar? There's so many questions people want to know, and you only find that out by making clicks and listening to shows like these. So let me take the time. We get off the rails here. We get a little crazy. We use words that you might not even agree with. You might you might be an extreme PC softie who uh, thinks you shouldn't say nothing about anyone ever, and you still enjoy this show. If that's you, I know some of our more progressive listeners over there in Western Europe. We love you guys. Thanks for putting up with these Americans. And our, you know, we, we know that you, some of our, our thoughts and ideas sound a little primitive, but this is a worldwide show. We love you guys. You are family members. You might not be brothers in the house with us, but you're distant brothers, stepbrothers, half-brothers, cousins, and everything else. And you're very important to the TG fam, so we appreciate it. And uh, hopefully everybody out there listening in Italy kicks that Renzi son of bitch out of power. And Austria also, you got a guy who really gives a shit about Austria running, Nino Celic. How's that? You know, but you're probably all scared shitless of him because he has the nerve to put your country first. Anyhow, good luck to Europe. The the freedom wave sweeping the United States is also sweeping Europe, and hopefully it works out for whatever they want. Hopefully they're all stable and they all have jobs and they can enjoy on the ground boxing and buying many more mobile listening devices for many more members to download podcasts and listen each and every week. And check out OTG Heavyweights of Boxing Talk, usually midweek, hosted by the king of boxing in the heavyweight division out of Central Europe. That's Nino Celic. He's right in the center of it all, the heartland of Europe and Austria, attending fights also in neighboring Germany. So Nino Celic is an institution unto himself. And on the ground boxing is thankful for our international flavor, which includes Irish Patty Cronin and others. Anyhow, let's take it 
to D from the A4-3. D, Connor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather still, still lingering. Now Pauli Malignaggi even wants to get in on it. This might happen next year. It's not going to happen because he bought millions of dollars worth of publicity for 60 bucks when he bought a boxing license. Because Floyd Mayweather loves money, and this thing just doesn't appear to be going away. So, yeah, we're to the point now. We're actually talking about it. Well, at least I am. You know, I go to these fucking callers, and even if you're a regular D, don't worry. Don't talk. I don't care if you're on people. Don't say nothing. I'm going to transition. I'm going to do what I do as a professional and transition to the next guy. All right, RC, now that we showed what technical difficulties look like, now we're going to show what a smooth segue and transition looks like as Floyd Mayweather is still talked about in retirement. Conor McGregor talked about as much as ever, and D from the 843 can't talk at all. But I know I ain't got that problem with you. How you doing today? Yo, good morning. I feel like uh, D, no soldier over there, but uh... – you know, I just want to first off start off by saying anybody in Chicago, you fucking bears are going down, man. Anyways, uh, but about this whole Conor McGregor thing that's going on, you know, man, if I'm like any fighter in the game, I'm going with the same route that Pauli Malignaggi's going. Like, I mean, fighters should be chomping at the bit trying to get him to test the waters uh, to get ready for a Mayweather fight or something like that because this is going to be easy pickings for guys in the game, man. I mean, if I, like I think right now, if you put some gloves on Ricky Hatton's fat ass, He'll put some, he'll touch Conor up real nice. So, I mean, um, there's even video footage of Conor McGregor sparring with, uh, I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. I have to look it up. But um, Here's what I do yeah, about Conor t- McGregor. Here's what I do, RC. I call up Freddie Roach, who's had Malinaji. He ain't trained Malinaji, but he's had him in the gym. And, you know, his buddy trainer, Eric Brown, trained Pauly Malinaji. He's seen him, you know, spar in the gym and whatnot, even though he don't pay no attention to him or didn't care about him. But the the moral of the story is, Freddie Roach will know. Conor McGregor fucked around with Freddie Roach wild card. He caught, hey, Freddie, can I beat this fucking guy? The state he's in right now? If Freddie says, nah, you know, he can, he can still clown you with what he's got left. Don't do it. Leave this shit alone. If he says, you know what, he's so brittle and broken down, and you ain't all that, but you got enough to beat his ass, go for it. Then you do it. That's what I would do. That's oh, all yeah. Conor McGregor should be worried about, giving Freddie Roach a call and asking him, hey, dude, it was a world-class fighter, a former world champion, a guy who had some tremendous skills at one time. He's got some issues now. He ain't the same guy. Can I beat him? And just go with whatever he says. If he says he tells Conor that he can beat him, Pauli Malignaggi will promote the fuck out of this. He will be interviewed by every MMA website ten times over. He will tweet all day. He will turn this into the best tune-up fight for a Floyd Mayweather that there is. Or really, he would. I, I spent the first half hour or 15 minutes slamming Malignaggi. Not my, not my, i got to tell you all the way around, 100% true. Pauli Malignaggi, if he can beat him, which, you know, Pauli Malignaggi doesn't embarrass or hurt or anything him because Pauli Malignaggi probably still manhandled. I, I but, think they sleep him, Jug. Sleep who? I think Malinaji sleeps McGregor if he puts him in the ring. He with can't him. hit nobody that hard. Dude. <laughs> he can't. Hit, he can't hit anybody that hard. His I'm hands don't you, have it. Look, I'm not here to say, oh, he's a bitch. He can't do that. No, he can't hit anybody that hard because of his hands. He ain't knocking nobody out. Even look at that one cheesy knockout on his record, Michael Lozado. 
when they basically probably tried to build up that he has power now, and that was going to be the story. Like, oh, I'm, I'm up at welterweight, and I'm powerful, and guys are getting knocked out now. There's a new Malinati. You know, this is a bullshit spin they wanted to give. So they put him in the ring with someone who gets knocked out by everybody. Every Michael Lozado gets knocked out by everybody. This is like, okay, this is the fight where you're going to go get a knockout. Pauly couldn't knock him out. The dude just got frustrated that Pauly couldn't knock him out. Eventually, just started walking the other way. Like, he don't get paid to fight that many rounds. He gets knocked out before that. That dude just started like, whatever, you can't knock me out. I'm going the other way. The referee eventually stopped it. Because the dude don't have that kind of stamina. He gets knocked out before the fight goes that long. So, my point is, he ain't knocking out anybody. He's not knocking out anybody. Conor McGregor, he ain't knocking <laughs> out. It, it, he's just not. You know, if Conor McGregor has, like, the worst chin of all time, then maybe it happens. Pauli Malignaggi is not knocking anybody out in 2016. And uh, you didn't I knock mean, out Michael Lozada. Go watch the fight and look at Lozada's record up to that point and see what you're doing. He ain't knocking nobody out. Floyd Mayweather, yeah, of course he can knock bro. out McGregor. Will he do it? I don't know because he, he might want to uh, you know, carry it a little bit and make a case for a fucking rematch. Who knows? Floyd Mayweather's let a lot of guys stand who people think didn't belong going 12 rounds with him. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, the thing about it is, is, like, Conor McGregor's chin, we've seen him get tagged, and obviously when he lost the fight to Nate Diaz the first time, I mean, that punch that Nate Diaz threw, I mean, it's just your basic MMA sloppy barroom throws. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when that connected and that hurt Conor, with these precision punching that guys do in boxing, it's, it's comical, man. I, I mean, if Floyd Mayweather gets in a ring with Conor McGregor, it's gonna, he's going to look like Mike Tyson against this dude. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's going to be a – Conor's going to get himself hurt. And, I, I mean, if he really does this – hold on, wait a minute. Let's pump the fucking brakes real quick if he does this. You know, this is all in Dana White's hands. Contractually, he has this motherfucker by the balls. And, I mean, I don't think that Dana White – I mean, you know damn well as crooked as Dana White is like, robbing all these fighters. You know he's got some good language in his contract. You know what I mean? So, you know what um, I don't know, though? What I don't know is how much power Dana White wills now that the UFC is uh, owned by a different entity other than the Freedom oh, Brothers. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, right. I haven't looked into it. I haven't read all the sports business stories and whatnot. In fact, I'm going to make that a point this week. I'm going to get all the details. I want to find out exactly how much power it has. I saw Dana on an interview show. I think it was the one with um, where Kellerman took over for the white nerd. So I guess it's young white nerd takes over for old white nerd against Stephen A. Smith. On um, ESPN. Like I, yeah, yeah, I was at a restaurant or something. and Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I, I was having breakfast, and it was on one of the TVs. And... Oh, what I noticed was Dana White was – I'm pretty sure – if I got the show wrong, sorry, but I think it was them two, Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith, interviewing Dana White. Yeah. And Dana White's head looked twice as wide as it had ever been. He looked much fatter, and I'm just wondering, <laughs> is he, like, eating good, kicking his feet up, doesn't have a, as much of a role? Is he just kind of a mouthpiece now? I mean, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. I'm sure many hardcore fans of this program know all the details already. I don't know how much uh, Dana White has anybody by the balls anymore. It would just come down to the wording of those contracts. I, I don't know. I don't know how heavy, how much weight his voice carries anymore. I'll make it a point to find out though. If anybody out there has all the details point, already, save me a little bit of groundwork and send them to me. Well, yeah, you got a good point there, man. I mean, uh, I think the company sold for what four point two billion 
And, you know, Dana White did get a small percentage of that. He's not, you know, the majority owner or anything like that. But um, uh, I would just think a guy like Dana White would have some good language in his contract to where all roads lead through Dana. Like he said in the first place, you know, uh, Connor's under contract with him, and if Floyd wants to fight, he's got to call him. So uh, the roads lead to Dana White, and he's a scumbag, so he could easily be bought off. I know that. But you're going to take a big blow with a black eye to the face of your company a man that they have made look like he's invincible, even though we've seen him tapping out to Diaz. It's like they just brushed that one under the rug. Dana promotes Connor very well, and I don't know if he would let him get into a situation where, like, okay, I'm going to get this guy in here, but he's going to get knocked out, and then we'll see what happens over here. I don't know if he'll do that, man. Well, I don't know. We know that he's recovered from the Diaz loss, and you could say, hey, you know, you had a night, you had a replacement opponent, bigger man, you know, all this kind of bullshit. They, and it may not even be bullshit. Right, right. Maybe that's not even fair to me to word it that way. He had all of these challenges that he was dealing with in that particular fight. And the same could probably be said with regards to a boxing match. You know, hey, he's fighting the best fighter of all time. Watch. All of a sudden, Floyd Mayweather, he went from being boring, nobody wanted to see him, you're like a cancer to the sport, to not only the greatest fighter of this era. As soon as he beats Conor McGregor, Conor in the UFC, he's like, oh, well, he lost to the greatest fighter of all time. You know, what's wrong with in a boxing match? <laughs> That's exactly what they're going to say. You know, yeah. no longer is a boring piece of shit. He's the greatest fighter of all time. <laughs> hey, that's pretty funny. You're probably right on that one, man. And uh, just to comment on the uh, deal you said about with uh, Freddie Roach giving him advice, we know that Freddie Roach will give anybody the green light if it's about that money like Conor McGregor would bring in. He's going to tell him everything he wants to hear. And um, oh, tell I just right bring it back up. Say, hey, hey, Freddie, I'm sorry. I won't be able to work with you. I have to do my camp in this country. So uh, I know it's not going to be possible with the 16, 17 fighters that you're working with right now. But I just, I'd be happy to pay you for your advice right now. Freddie won't even want the money. He'll give you the answer and you got no obligation. And he ain't got no like, well, let me tell him yes so I could get him to train. You know what I mean? He have more chance of getting Freddie speaking as an impartial observer, not involved in the situation. He just... There's a way if, to handle if it. Was talking if to him, if if he's talking to Conor McGregor, Freddie Roach would just look at a big old dollar, a hundred bills. He'll see <laughs> just a big old stack of money when he's talking to Conor McGregor. So I don't know, man. He's I know he might be a a, a real honorable dude with integrity with integrity and things like that. But I don't know. Uh, the reason I brought it back up was that I seen a report last night that was saying that uh, Mike Tyson would love to train Conor McGregor if he fights Floyd Mayweather. We know that whatever beef or whatever you want to call it, Tyson has something towards Floyd Mayweather. He's always talking, to, you know, greasy about him when he gets a chance hold on. to. You so know what? Know. Hey, hold on. I wouldn't go that far because he's also giving him his due, like in the case after the Pacquiao fight. Hey, here's the thing, dude. These are two very, very different dudes. Mike Tyson, number one, is oh, a yeah. dude who's tried to develop his brain in later life and and become intelligent. Mayweather is a guy who is not a street dude and pretends to be one and pretends to be even stupider than he probably is. (laughs) You understand? They're like from two different streets heading to two different destinations. Like there aren't the, there's, there's a guy that I, I work with particular dude. We have a professional relationship and believe it or not, we even got a lot of things in common when I think about it. But me and this dude, we just should not hang out together, dude. There's just something about, like, 
<laughs> I, I don't like the way he conducts himself, and I have a feeling he don't like the way I conduct myself, even though he don't say anything. You know, we just keep it professional. And I think sometimes there's just oil and water. There's personalities that don't mix, and there's guys who look at another dude, and you just, what a fag. You know what I mean? And Mayweather's done yeah. so many things where if you're a real dude and you've ever been in uh, a position where people might have looked, looked at Mayweather like he's now the torchbearer for, for what you once were, whether if that be the uh, highest earning athlete, uh, most popular sports superstar, uh, you know, number one boxer in the world. You know, th- there are things, there are positions that Mike Tyson and Floyd Mayweather have shared. And you look at somebody else kind of Put it this way, how Obama must be feeling right now with Donald Trump about to take his place. Just two way different kind of dudes. You're like, this fucking guy is going to step into what I was like. No, you know, you're like, this is against my whole how I conduct myself. and He don't act right. And I'm pretty sure that they just, uh, you know, and, and of course, Mayweather's styling very exciting. And Tyson fucking give 100%. Mayweather's much more calculated. They're just two different kind of dudes, man. And I can't see Tyson. Tyson might be respectful about them or say nicer things at times and maybe more true-sounding things than others. But I don't see Tyson ever having anyone in his inner circle that conducts himself like Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, probably not. I mean, uh, ladies and gentlemen, do your homework on Brownsville, Brooklyn. I don't think anyone's taking any vacations out there anytime soon. So uh, a rough place that Tyson came from, even though we know that, you know, Michigan is pretty rough too, but it's just nothing like these guys. But, you know, if Tyson just comes off saying a couple things about Floyd, like him being a scared little man and things like that, it's just, you know, greasy comments on the side from this guy every now and then. It'd be funny to see him actually training Conor McGregor. And, you know, that, that whole buildup would be something pretty big, I think. But, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I think Maypac too happens before that. And, I mean, with Conor McGregor, man, I mean, I think Paulie Malignaggi would knock him out. <laughs> That's me. So he's got to avoid that fight. He basically, he can't fight anybody that anyone's ever heard of. Because Paulie Malignaggi probably has the best uh, credentials and name value for state of deterioration, if you know what I mean. Like, you got the best chance of beating the guy with the actual legitimate pedigree because of how beat down and shop worn he is at this point. I don't think you're going to find anything much better than that unless it's considered a complete full-on joke. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't even know who the hell he can grab. But who, would he, who would he be able to face that had similar to or better credentials of Malinaji, who's in worse shape right now? Hmm. Oh, yeah, you gotta he should, uh, he should fight Rod Salka. There you go. He should fight <laughs> Rod Salka. What a dick. Rod Sokka might whoop his ass. Rod Sokka was game, dude. Oh, yeah. He's a tough guy, man. People want to, you know, fast that fight for whatever it was. But, you know, Rod Sokka had a movie career right in front of him if he just, you know, things went his way that night. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's the guy who Conor McGregor should pick the water with. Someone like that. Yeah, it, it's hard for me to say whether or not he should do something like that. Paulie Malignaggi. He's going to get hurt. He's going to get hurt, man. I'm telling you. What's Rob Salka going to do for you promotion-wise? Like, once Paulie Malignaggi starts running his mouth, and if you beat him, you actually look like you did something. Because he's going to tell everybody how he's going to murder you, like, 80 times. You know what I mean? 
Like, if Polly took that fight and somehow lost, the the shame the shame would be an unbearable weight for any man because he will talk himself <laughs> up and his opponent down to a degree that has never been seen. And then you just can't come, you can't show your face again. You can't go back to the hood. You can't go back to the block. You can't talk no more after something like. You just gotta disappear with a box of Twinkies, dude. Go get that. Nothing else for you. Yeah, I mean, then Polly could just stick to his other job and just podcast, like, because we don't really need his commentary anyway. But, yeah, that fucking meatball on his shirt having ass Polly Malinaji, he's nothing. I mean, yeah, he's a tough dude or whatever. He's, you know, he had a good career, but um, he, he's, no, he's no threat at all. But I just think that any kind of punches that Conor McGregor has never seen before to that, that lucky charms chin of his, man, uh, it's going to crack. And he, like I said, all he's going to make Floyd Mayweather, if they fight, look like Tyson. But all Paulie does is yeah. Jump. I mean, and he don't yeah, have no power. When, he brittle hands. Like I'm just saying, when, dude, he ain't hurting McGregor. Uh, now, can he beat him? Well, of course. Of course. Who would say Paulie Malignaggi has no chance to beat Conor McGregor in boxing? What foolishness! But to say that Paulie is gonna hurt anybody, it's not McGregor that I'm concerned about here. It, anybody, he ain't hurt, dude. He couldn't knock out Michael Lozano. Michael Lozano, Bro, I'm sure, knew he was supposed to get knocked out, and he just couldn't do it. It was like, no, it's ridiculous. No one's going to believe that I got knocked out in a pillow fight. You know, he was just like, stop the fucking thing. It ain't happening. I ain't going down. Go watch the fight. Yeah. First, look at his tough, box rep, and look at the type of fighter and the type of guys that knock Lozano out, and then look at Paulie fighting them. And if you really want to laugh, look at an interview leading up to the fight where Paulie talks about having all this power now. I mean, it's so obvious what the script was. And it, was it was a joke. Anyhow, Paulie Malignaggi has not hurt Conor McGregor. He may hurt his ego, just like he would hurt Willa's ego. But I'll tell you right now, is Conor McGregor going to be damaged goods and he can't fight again or some shit like No, absolutely not. Because Paulie Malignaggi can't crack an egg. But let me try D from A43 again. <laughs> and if he don't work hey, out this hey, time, hold on, no shoot. more. What? Well, well, who on, wants to on. jump in? This, this I'm holding. Hey, man. Let, let's add some production value to the show. Every time you go to D, have the trumpet ready. Have the trumpet mm-hmm. ready. So at least when it's in silence, you can play the trumpet, and then we can move on. You know, we don't even have to say anything anymore. Yeah. It happens every time. No, you're right, Just dude. Play the trumpet. It's too challenging <laughs> coming up with those on-the-fly segues <laughs> like I do after he fucks it up. The trumpet would be a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, that's just, hey, that'd be easy, though. <laughs> it's a new gimmick. So, be, yeah, be ready, because he's probably not going to talk this time. D's still on COVID. I, I want him on because D's like a real guttery, seedy kind of guy, and Pauly Malignaggi is a real slimy kind of dude, and Conor <laughs> McGregor comes off real white trash himself. So, I mean, if anything, we got to have the mayor of the trailer park on the program right now to straighten it all out. So, D from the A43. Are you with uh, us this time? I'm ready. I'm ready, man. I'm grinding this morning, man. But uh, all right, yeah. Sorry about that earlier, man. Shit. Uh, you know, uh, come on, Paul. Paul, Paul is a joke, man. We all know this. That boy retarded, man. He done took too many lumps upside his fucking head, man. So I mean, I don't, you know, pay attention. You know what, Paul? You say uh, Ward won the fight by how fucking much? Are you fucking retarded, man? Get the people that are saying <laughs> Ward won. 
is like 3%. I don't even say 3%. You know? And uh, like, I, like I posted last night, and uh, me and Willow went back and forth a couple times. Look, look what done happened, man. You know, you need to face reality, Willow, and come out and admit that shit was not close. <laughs> come out and admit yeah, it, man. Okay. Come on, man. Come on, admit? man. Admit that shit, man. Come on, man. Admit hey, you know shit, what, Willow? You know you know sure I know you, I know, I know you get around your homies. I know oh, you wow. get around your homies. You done got around your homies and said, that fucker did lose that damn fight, y'all. You, you know it. I know, I know. <laughs> fuck that. I ain't gonna that. Hey, you know that motherfucker that got damn lost that motherfucking fight. Well, when, you know we're that not even shit, talking man. about this, Whoa. D. What, Why are you nah, coming fuck in? No, fuck that. I'm talking about it. No, fuck that. I'm talking about it. What a hell of a segue. Hey. No, fuck that. Calm I'm talking down, about it. You know what? It relates. Guys, it does relate. We're talking about Malinaji, and the only thing besides saying some stupid shit about McGregor, Polly Malinaji done recently, was say some stupid shit about Kovalev Ward. So he's got a point right there. It does relate. Yeah. Hey, hey I saw the fight again. <laughs> I got the fight the same way, bro. Ward is okay. pound for pound number yeah. one, uh, number one fighter fucking, in the world. Not, not in about fucking, I don't know how many people don't watch it, but I know it's in the millions that don't watch that fight. He ain't yeah, win that millions. fight. So you and I both know. I hate to do this shit, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it, sir. If the Uh-oh. man been fucking, if the man was American, brother, they wouldn't have fucking fucked that man over like that. Because the man was a Russian <laughs> white dude, a fucking killer, they wasn't going to mm-hmm. let that happen. And that's, fu- and that's fucked hey. up, man. Hey, are that's you trying up, to man. tell us? Hold on a minute. Everyone be hey, quiet like except said. for me. Everyone stop. You get your chance. We do equal time on this program. You know that, Willa. Look, are you trying to tell me that Sergey Kovalev, the pound for pound number one, all the cruiserweight titles, all of that became a victim of the Black Lives Matter movement? D? Are you trying to tell me <laughs> that Kovalev lost because Black Lives Matter and Russian lives don't? All I'm saying is, you know, Kovalev really, somebody had to see this shit coming because I wasn't a big fan of Right before the fucking fight, you're going to drop that picture with you and Trump. Why would you do that? Hey, I want to be hiring for a spot because I would steer him <laughs> in the right direction. You need a fucking better PR person. You shouldn't be doing that kind of shit right there, especially right before the fucking fight. Especially right before the fucking fight. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I, I tried to say that. I, just, I tried to say Kovalev that. was out to make boxing great again. He posts a picture of a guy who says he's out to make America great again. And millions of people seeing it maybe on YouTube because Kevin Ioli said it did low 160,000s. So th- this fight was not a success. Manny Pacquiao's fight did much more. I wouldn't say twice as much because Aaron puts it around 300,000 and some other industry sources put it around right. two and a half. So in, in any case, the, the unpromoted by HBO Pacquiao fight was much more successful. This was not a successful pay-per-view fight. The, these are the same kind of numbers that Triple G got slammed for, for pulling it. The same type of numbers. Right. So, I, I mean, I guess that means we have to call this a buzz, too. And Triple G was not involved in a number one fight for the sport. He was just picking up an additional middleweight title. Right. This one right here well, was everybody like pound for pound. It was the man in the division. It, it meant so much. And it did so little as far as the economics go. Well, you got a lot of people still yelling out, "Okay, uh, why didn't they? Why didn't uh, Duba do her job 
Okay, last time I checked, you got one of the greatest rappers, known the man, Jay-Z. Uh, he's one of my favorite rappers. Uh, where the fuck was he in all this promotion? You know, they could have did so much more better promoting than they did, you know. It was like a garage, uh, like a yard sale type yeah, Jay-Z, bro, look, here's the thing. He's very overrated is a problem uh, in everything he does. I don't know what kind of a basketball part owner he is. Maybe he's real good at that. But I find that his reputation exceeds the content. Uh, the quality of his content. Let me put it that way. That, that's what I find with Jay Z. So it's no surprise for him to have a boxing company and then to not really be doing shit but saying I have a boxing company. That that's like coming right. out with a song talking about how fucking badass you are, but you ain't coming out with a badass song. You follow me? So well, now you're I talking about money. That kind of thing for this type of character. And you know what? As but you're talking about the money, though. The greatest rapper. He ain't even the greatest rapper with two letters in it, like the J and the Z. I dubbed no, he, he, he ain't touch him on success, but he sound way the fuck better. He don't sound retarded yeah. and have a Captain Potato Head face. So Dubsy <laughs> kick his ass and make way better music and everything else. Anybody want to say I'm crazy or well? West Side Connection, what? Yeah, you got a point. Hey, I love Pimp C, man. So, I mean, he's definitely uh, in my top Dubsy. 10. Dubsy. Oh, Dubsy. The ghetto high I'm trying to say that Jay Z ain't even the best guy with two letters. Oh, let alone oh, the best oh, guy oh, in rap. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know the fucking fight could be, uh, you know, way bigger. The rematch, come on. Uh, it's got the potential. Look what it's doing. Look what it's done. Me and Sign probably done sat on the phone. If you had the time up, I know ten hours. Since the night of that fight, we could talk before the fight. We was act, people was amped for this fight, man. If they had uh, did a little bit more promotion to the mainstream, this fight could have did close to a million, maybe over a million. If they just did more pushing. Nobody, look, here's no? the thing. Everybody who gives a shit about Andre Ward drove fucking from Oakland to Las Vegas that night. They were all there. There was nobody left to buy the pay per view unless you're handing out fucking tablets, okay? To the to the people in the arena, there was well, that's there was we'll never know because they never they didn't try they didn't try to promote it like the way it should have been promoted. What's so Jay Z we'll gonna know. do? Last time Jay Z tried to do some shit, he put some fucking Puerto Rican reggaeton guy in skin tight fucking leather looking looking like a fucking uh, gay race car driver, fucking performing hey, on that the was dope. with the auto tune. And the, these young bloods love that kind of stuff, though, Shug. So, I mean, I don't know what that, kind that of shit these young cats again. is on, man. needs to do as little <laughs> as possible, if that's what he comes with. Right. Nah, that was a cool halftime show. What? You know. Uh, yeah. That was, that's and they so, had the too. All bullshit aside, RC, you really, you're into that? <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, RC like, like uh, he even had... He even had a, a fabulous rapper, hip hop artist perform like two songs well, or something. I'm like, yo, Jay Z's making hey, it live. Fabulous is better than that shit. I mean, come on, dude. That looked yeah, like the village people man. held auditions for a new race car driver character, and then that fucking dude won. <laughs> yeah, but if you ever, if you went in one of them little you know, concerts that Daddy Yankee be throwing, there's a lot of fine women in there, man. You, it, it's picking poison out there. So what? Oscar De La Hoya yeah, get I mean, fine-ass women. I ain't going to pretend he's authentic anything. You know, I mean, all kinds of fake dudes get fine-ass women. But thank God some real dudes do, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. 
I don't think Ward is going to rematch this dude next. I'm starting to think after reading a damn article last night. Oh wait, let me hold on. Fucking avoid that dude. Stay where you're at, D. Remember, remember what you're about to say. Mm-hmm. We'll get back there in a minute right. because the reason okay. we got into this whole thing, uh, how you got off uh, this this whole little trip around the world we went on, you said Malinaji right. is retarded because of what he's saying mm-hmm. about McGregor, and he's more retarded even for what he said about Kovalev. So I, I looked up what he oh, was yeah. saying. I, I didn't pay any attention when it happened. I mean, every time if if I stopped the world and looked up on the internet every time Polly Malinaji did anything. I wouldn't have a job. I wouldn't have a life. I wouldn't have any friends. So I can't do that. But since you brought it up, now right. I've gone back and I've seen this boxing scene article headline: Malinaji Ward boss the fight. Kovalev's pressure ineffective. What a jackass, dude! This guy is just a fool. So now I'll read the quote because D D might have sounded a bit harsh. Why are you calling the fighter retarded and all this? Well, here you go. Tell me if you come up with the same diagnosis, OTG fam. And I quote from the Sky Sports broadcast, as reported by Boxing Scene. I thought they both fought a tactically desirable fight, but I had Ward ahead. He landed the better shots. He did better work. Listen, Kovalev did good work, too. It was tit for tat, but Andre bossed the fight. In the latter part of the fight, he was bossing it physically. And you could see Kovalev almost tiring on the inside. While Andre, you could see, had a little more left. Okay, and then he goes on with more bullshit as if that wasn't enough. Kovalev deserves some respect, too. He was, he was up to the ropes to get some appreciation from the crowd. He deserves a hand, too. This was a close fight. I might some of the media guys because all they do is score pressure, even if it's ineffective. You have to make sure it's effective. So here we go. I, I'm a guy who gets ran over all the time, so I'm against the fucking guy who runs motherfuckers over. I mean, what kind of shit is this, dude? What a clown. So, yeah. Kovalev bossed the fight. He said multiple times, he said it was tip for tap, but Andre bossed it. And the later part of the fight, he was bossing it. What, like, boss? So, uh, Pauli Malinaji, evidently, anytime you get a mercy round, you were a boss. You got that? And a mercy round is where, let's throw away all the other rounds. Let's pretend you don't know anything that happened before or after. And we look at just that one round. Now, if you look at just that one round, you will score it to a different individual than if you score it as a mercy. What a joke. See how fucking much Andre Ward stinks. He's fucking still spilling into the news weeks later after he stole that fight. And what happened to Sug? Y'all can you hear me? Oh, yo, he's gone. That means I'm the host now. So, D, <laughs> tell me. Huh? You think that. So, what did you score the fight for Ward? I, how many rounds did you give Ward? I gave Ward three rounds with one round being generous. You know what I'm saying? Uh, four, I gave him four rounds. I gave him four rounds. Not bad. What about you, Will? How many rounds did you say? Was uh, Did he barely edge it, or did he walk away? Sign, with it? Hold on. Let me point out, Sign gave him five rounds. Oh, see, Sign's been a lot nicer. I wonder where that right. guy's been, man. Well, I gave him. You the one, I gave busy, you the one talking man. to him. I'd be working so much. I'd be talking to Sign real late at night and stuff, man. Sign works a lot, man. Between that and going to the gym, he's a gym rat. 
So, but yeah, I knock him for that. Yeah. So uh, since you circled around the McGregor stuff, yeah, I know you think it's a joke, right, D? I mean, that's a clown talk, right? McGregor Mayweather. Hey, hey, if I was coming back, I mean, if I was, if I was trying to go to boxing, Paulie would be my fucking target. Somebody like that, you you could fucking not lay his <laughs> ass out. No, serious. Paulie Paulie could box a little bit, but McGregor got a little bit in. Uh, what is he at? 150. Uh, where's McGregor at? He bounces around, I, don't he? One fifty something to one. I think he's uh, at the Canelo weight right now in UFC. Well, he's got that belt. Weight, I he's think. Got, he, he, if I'm mistaken, now that last fight he did something he never been done. They said he's got two belts in two different weight classes. So yeah, fucking UFC fed him that one. That fucking guy he fought Eddie Bravo. That dude should be fighting yeah. at fucking corner stores. You know what I mean? Like, that guy was terrible. I mean, it's completely mismatched. I don't but... follow it like that. I don't know the guy who he, I don't even – I want to say that's the first time I've ever seen that guy fight. So, But he had a belt, so, I mean, but I don't follow the MMA you know, like that. Man. I watch the big fights, that's, you know. but You know, uh, you, you guys just got to know that somewhere Patty Cronin's got a big old thing of lotion. Listening to this Conor McGregor Mayweather. Where the hell is he at? Man? <laughs> yeah, shit, where the hell is he at? I'd like to get Patty's opinion on this. Uh, you know, what exactly was Ward? The article said uh, he expected more from Kovalev. What? What did he want? No, literally, what did he? What did he want War, uh, Kovalev to do? Knock his hey, ass out? Get let the me, smell his salt? Hey, let, let me explain something <laughs> to you guys. Let me explain something to you guys that y'all don't Go understand. ahead, sir. I, I was there. Go ahead, good, sir. I was there. I was sitting next so, to so Russell. So hey, 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 come, hey, Janelle, sir, man. Sir, sir, hey, 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 calm down, hey, be, relax, relax. Janelle <laughs> wanted to pay so much money, so he was sitting down low where he can't see shit, but one side of uh, of what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, hold on, fight. hold on. Good. But then, but now, but now his, he's singing a different tune. His tune has changed since he's watched the fight again. Now, I was there where we could see the whole fight with Russian people that were screaming and hollering at the top of their lungs in the second round, that were screaming and hollering at the top of their lungs by the fourth round. But by the eighth eighth round, they were silent until the end of the fight because he was bossing him around like um like Polly Malinazi said. I was there. I saw it. I don't care what y'all say. It turned into a Andre Ward fight. It turned into an ugly fight. It turned into exactly yeah, what Andre Ward wanted it to be. So I don't care what the fuck y'all are talking about. I saw the fight. I oh. saw exactly what everybody else saw. No, I, I think saw you what saw the, what you wanted I saw what the to Russians, see. Uh, no, I saw. <laughs> I don't roll like that, man. That's the thing. I don't roll like that. I want to see shit. I, I keep it one hundred at very time. So, 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 I don't, so a few million people, a few million people wrong. A few people, yeah, million, a few million people wrong. Like, like Polly said, aggression don't mean you're winning the fucking fight, dog. That's what you don't understand. That he's he's right. Just because you're winning the fight and you're throwing punches that ain't hitting don't mean shit. It's about boxing. This is boxing. It's not mauling. It's not. You're it's right. called boxing. Right. It's called working Seven on the inside. Round, it's Kobe called. Did enough. No, ain't no did Seven enough. He lost. I say eight. He I lost. Eight. Eight when you're working in the enough. inside. 
Do you know what the inside game is all about? People, that's a lost art. He was losing the inside game, and it turned into an inside game. He no, lost. What he was trying to do he was grab fucking Kovalev. And Kovalev wasn't rounds. having no part of that shit, man. You oh, see he it? wasn't. He wasn't having no part of that shit. So, I, but he was getting touched up in the inside. Is all I'm saying. And that body was starting to hurt, and the precision punches. It was like, come on, man! It turned into wars fight at the end of the <laughs> fight. I gave him eight rounds, so. Oh my god, yeah, dude! I, hey, I just hope it. one thing. Hey, well, I just I hope there. and pray one thing. I don't know where your career is gonna head, and I know you're an engineer and stuff, but. Lord help whoever, if you ever try to be a fucking judge, that's all I'm going to say. That's all the fuck oh, I'm going to say. Because you will hey. be robbing some motherfuckers. Hey. <laughs> you can hey, be robbing this no shit. Robbery, come, on, come on, come on, come on, come on. It did turn into oh, Andre Ward's fight, though, no doubt. That shit did turn uh, turn into his kind of game. You've seen Kovalev's body was all red on the left side. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Work I ain't saying this what see people uh, – at the beginning, I was saying it was a fucking similar to fucking Pacquiao, but after watching it another four or five more times, it wasn't. You can't put it in the same category as Pacquiao Bradley Warren. You can't. Can't do that. So I will go as far as say it wasn't that bad, but I don't give a fuck how you skin a cat. The fucking shit was a robbery. We've seen worse robberies. Yeah. No, the only robbery. robbery is that the only robbery is that y'all are still whining about this. Well, we'll see. Week we'll, later. see. we'll see. I, are you, you know, a Ward fan, fan though? Are you a Ward fan now though? Are you a Ward fan now, Willa? Was you a Ward fan before? I can't remember. Was you a Ward fan before? He just yeah. won the Super Bowl. Of course, he's a Ward fan. Okay. Uh, uh, we will see what the fuck he is made of. If the rematch happens next. Now he's talking about, oh, he's pulling the Floyd, man. Wow. Oh, I don't need Why? to do this. Yeah. I don't need to do it. You know, I'm good. I can, no. I can, I can, I can ride off into the sunset, for, so to speak, and round about what he was yeah. trying to say. I don't need this. Of course you're going to talk to that. Uh, of course you're going to talk that kind of <laughs> shit. Because you know the big bad wolf is going to get your ass if you get back in there. And next time <laughs> I will put some large amount of money on fucking Kovalev actually fucking him up way worse than what he did. Uh, you know, that face was all beat up, man. Andre Ward. Uh, no, why didn't Why did Why didn't he show his face till what a week later? Because he's all fucking lumped up and all black and blued up. You know that's right, why he didn't he show his face. By, doing it. Right, because he was hit getting by hit what? by a guy that was throwing some uh, throwing some hard punches. Because he was getting hit in the face. Yeah, yeah. That's why I say he didn't he, do enough to win that fucking fight. What does it have to man? do with winning? What does it have to do with winning the fight? What your face looks like. I mean, okay. his face wasn't uh, tore up. It, uh, his he wasn't bloody. One guy was bloody, the other guy wasn't. So, like, who wins that? Would you rather get bloody than lumped? I mean, I'd rather just get lumped than the blood. Kovalev did more than... than, (laughs) Hey, Kovalev shocked the hell out of the world, and he kind of shocked the shit out of me. He beat Ward at his own game. Uh, Were you you expecting that that boxing right there? Were you expecting that boxing to be superb like the way it was? What? Superb. I a saw a people, guy a lot. get beat, get beat <laughs> at Andre Ward's game at the end of the fight. It turned into an Andre Ward fight, and he lost that at the end. He was stronger yeah. and longer. He was. He looked. He looked good at the beginning, but then that that was like three rounds. He looked good for three rounds. Then it just started slowly shifting. If you look back at the press conference prior to the fight, uh, would uh, I think it was Jay Prince said, uh, or might have been. Uh, uh, 
Who the fuck said it? Um, he said, uh, there's no way the best Russian, I think I'm probably gotten it wrong, the best Russian could never beat in any kind of nothing uh, American. Well, of course, of course he, he was talking about, he was talking about, okay, basically what he said was, we can line these fucking, regardless how the only way Copeland was going to win that shit is if he stopped Ward. That was the only way he was going to win that fight. Uh, so they, what they did was they lined those fucking judges' pockets up, and them some bitch shouldn't even be fucking fighting anymore. I mean, uh, judging anymore. So How do you know this? They you shouldn't even be judging no more, man. You got mm. some pictures? Mm. You seen them I ain't got no pictures. Take money mean, under the table? Hey, hey you got a picture I mean, of Andre hey. face after the fight. I think that's a pretty effective picture. Huh? Hey, there's Suge again. Fuck. Oh. Okay. I had a power See, outage. Let me tell you. Thank you very much that you all held it down. I, hopefully it wasn't that bad of a train wreck. Power outage, so my switch went down. Now I had to call back yeah. in on a regular phone line because I can't reconnect on the switchboard. But anyhow, I'm back. And it's Man, like I, guys are with the job. Yeah, I started hosting no. when I realized you were gone, but I, mean, I guess you could take take over again now. <laughs> hey, by all means, it was a good conversation. I've been listening here about five minutes. It's It's, it's been pretty decent. He's right. The way yeah. Andre Ward's face looked after the fight tells a story. Y'all handing out mercy rounds, and you want to hand out mercy rounds, go ahead. But you want to cry about, oh, why the only, the only, you know, robbery is that you're still whining about the fight all this time later, Willa. Like D said, there's maybe 3% rolling with Andre Ward. Like the whole boxing world knows Ward lost. What Ward reminds me of right now is this, when he's like, I'm good, I don't need this, and all, all this, these vibes and Signals he's sending I gotta out. ask Willow. I gotta ask. Hey, let me ask Willow something, Jug. If the shoe was on the other fucking foot, and they had gave it to Koblev, would he had said they robbed Ward? Would he? Ooh. Would you had said that? No, no, I wouldn't have. Because there of was, course. there was, like I always said, there was a round. <laughs> there's a round, like maybe five. five. Uh, but I would have. But I would have. But I'm just, I'm just, hey, I wouldn't have said he robbed him. I would have said, hey, that was a good fight. Hey, there was a round that could have gone either way. I gave it to I gave it to Ward. You could have gave it to Kovalev. That would have made it. That would have made it a a, a tie to. Well, anyway, for me, no matter how but, close, three you percent know. of the boxing world is with you, according to D, and everybody else knows that Kovalev won. So, so you're going with wine, D's percentages. Wine, it's telling the truth. I got a question, so, Shug. You're going with D's percentage. D said three percent, and that's what <laughs> you're going with. <laughs> yeah, you're ain't many of y'all, man. Let me tell you, it can't you know, be many of y'all, man. Maybe a zero behind it at the most. Maybe thirty percent at the most is on one at the most. You know that means you got more than twice as many people at seventy going for Kovalev, and that's a minimum because more than seventy percent of the people know that Kovalev won. Do you think he's gonna take the rematch? Because this is how me and Sime seen it playing out. Well. This is how I see it hey, I think Simon's talk about Simon. Simon, Simon, Simon calling the show. I wish Simon would come back, man. Simon needs to bring his ass back, man. Simon gets his views across on the show more than anybody else, and he ain't on the fucking show. How's that <laughs> work? So, he said he could that. make a return you know, eventually. Put, I know he will, but, you know, until then, we ain't all got to uh, – Simon said this. Uh, fuck that. Simon, bring your ass to the well, show. Well, Simon's the only guy I've been talking know. to lately. None of y'all hit uh, y'all damn phones, man. And fucking yeah. man, I'm, I haven't been more disappointed in a fight. It ain't personal. And I don't ask for nobody. I know, I know, dude. You're going through all kind of stuff too, man. We all busy Stop. people, like, man. So I mean, it's all good. If you ask any of my friends, they'll say the same. It ain't like I like some people and don't like the others. I don't ask for a phone for anybody. So it's all good. 
Hey, I'm just not answering when I see you, D. <laughs> you know what time it is? Because I started to call you last night on three-way with him. Are you inside? I said, nope, nope, nope. I ain't getting in. No, I said, damn, boy, you done lost. Damn, boy, you done, uh, you done turn into a little bitch, man. God damn. You can't do that. You can't do that. That's not allowed. You're basically having unsanctioned OTG episodes <laughs> that the listeners never get to hear. If you're putting you, Willa, time all, all on a conference call and nobody gets to hear it, that, that's robbing from the listeners. That ain't even right. I need to get that app, man, and start recording shit. You're right. <laughs> nah, just, hey, everybody knows what time the show is. He bring his. I know he'll be back eventually, but he'll be back when he's back. Until then, yeah, yeah, hey, nobody so worry like about you your said, fucking with, agenda, fine. Like you said, with me, with, with you, me and RC, we're 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 hitting record highs as uh, listeners, all time highs. Like you weird, said, not <laughs> I, honestly, I stopped it. What the fuck is going on? The sport is like shrunk in, sucked up right now. But you know yeah. what? That's when they turn us the most. That's like when the country's in a complete state state of disarray and bullshit. <laughs> you're looking for the real news, not that mainstream news. So I think that's what's going on. Boxing is such bullshit right now. They want to tune into the people that tell you all about it. Yeah, y'all yeah, getting a bunch we'll of strays. Y'all getting a bunch of strays, man. <laughs> we'll learn <let> RC. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's cool though, man. That's cool. Sure. You know. But I tell you what, this is how I see the shit going down, though, man. Ward's going to act so much money. He got five fucking million dollars for that fucking fight right there. Watch yeah, what I say, though. He can like act two. for some crazy-ass shit. Yeah, some crazy-ass shit, probably double, probably ten million. And that's how the fight ain't going to happen. And yeah. and Kovalev's going to haul ass and say, fuck you. And uh, go whip fucking Stevens' ass is what's going to happen. And, he, and he's going to demand yep. that they play the fight on the Disney Channel. So that everybody could see a fucking no, BET, BET, no, BET. Remember? Well, speaking, he'll have an infomercial promoting the fight. will be on BET. That's what I have. How is BET even alive anymore, dude? Like I don't even get it. There's nothing. I don't even have that shit on my box. You're right. I got every channel except BET. But everybody watched that in the in the 90s and the early 2000s, and now like nobody even watches it. Not not even Andre Ward's family when he's fighting on it. Yeah, they I don't think, even play videos on music TV no more, man. I remember one time, y'all remember, shit. MTV used to have videos, music videos on the damn. You can't even see, find them shit no more. Yeah, dude. Now, now it's just the M stands for Marxist instead of fucking music, but whatever. Right. Yeah, no. BT has shows like Jamie Foxx, I believe, and uh, the Wayans Brothers and Good Times. So I watch Martin. Um, oh, they have good times. Martin. Oh, okay. There's, there's yeah. one thing. So I watch B T. One of my favorites. What's it on at like two a.m.? No, yeah. I usually I work at out the house. So if I'm at the house, I work out the house. So I'm midday action. So I'm watching Good oh. Times, watching Jamie right. Foxx show. I mean, well, so B T does have it. They should bring back what's happening. What's happening was the best, dude. I grew up on what's happening. I don't really fuck yeah. with that one, but. I like what, Jefferson. That was always my favorite. How can you Jefferson. be a good time fan, but not what, what's happening was ten times better than good times? It's not even. Close, I mean, I dude. never watched it. I oh, never really okay. watched. Oh, it. Oh no, no, Jefferson's Jeff, giving him a run for your money now. What's that? Yeah. Jefferson's giving him a run for your money. Oh yeah, Jefferson's or Sanford classic, and Son. Dude. Jefferson's classic. Like Floyd Mayweather got son a little too. bit of George Jefferson in him. You know that Floyd Mayweather's got a little George Jefferson. <laughs> in him. I, I see a little bit of that. 
Goddamn. I don't know. Yeah. This is what pissing me off right now. Like, you are not connected. Like, fuck you, piece of shit. Hey, wait, hold on. I might be able to connect. It looks like the thing's coming back up for me. Hold on. Let me pass it back to RC for a moment. RC, I got to do some behind-the-scenes shit. I think I can fix my audio quality. All right, cool. I got this. So, we all agree that this whole McGregor Mayweather talk, Patty's got a big old thing of, uh, what is it, uh, Willa? The olive oil? <laughs> the coconut oil. That boy got that coconut, coconut butter. That cocoa butter, <laughs> dog. You got to tell a cocoa butter, you know, old <laughs> Patty mayonnaise, man. Hey, you know, hopefully he'll get back. And, and uh, Floyd can uh, whip that guy and make him cry, you know. So, yeah, because uh, you, you know, like, Patty, hold on, I'm back now. Patty. Thank you very much. My audio capabilities have been restored. The switchboard is now functioning. Hey, Patty, mayonnaise, what? Y'all are always taking shots at <laughs> each other when you're not around. I mean, the only thing that would make it better is if you had your lips locked to each other's asses 100% when you're around each other. That would be quite I comical. Didn't bring him up. <laughs> hey, he brings uh, me I'm up. Just I saying. didn't bring him up. I just said I didn't saying, want to sure. bring him up, man. We know, uh, since we were talking about Mayweather and McGregor, I was like, yo, you know, Patty is one of the most knowledgeable guys on this show. He knows a lot. You know, he's always bragging about the money he wins off to getting some bets in. But I think Patty is such a homer that he probably believes in his Them fellow too. Irishmen to knock off Mayweather. That's that's just what I think about maybe Patty. You know, I, I think he's, he's uh, purposely not here to talk about this because he don't want the boxing fans or the OTG fam to know that Patty, uh, we know he's a homer, but we don't Simpson. think that Patty actually would believe McGregor would beat uh, Mayweather, but I think he does. Oh, Patty man does. No, Pat, Patty, Patty knows his boxing. He ain't going to pretend that, that McGregor can beat Mayweather. He knows better. You guys aren't going to sucker him into that. He's going to keep placing bets with y'all that he's going to win. He's not going to let emotions trick him into making a bad move. Patty is much too calculating for stuff like that. You sound like you're ready to pounce on an amateur, not a guy who's been around for years, Willa. Oh, no. Much respect to uh, uh, to Patty, man. You know, oh, I yeah, got much yeah. respect and love to Patty, you know. But, you yeah, know, he's, he's a homie. You know, yeah, but I'm dude, sure. you basically, mm-hmm. you're the guy who I'm always sure he'll goes that guy, and I quote, and I quote. Not always, no. I said, not always. no, 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 no. I'm not always. That's false. That's false. That's false. I sure I wish you was I'm, on here today to get uh, to get uh, what do you think about old boy that fought yesterday? It looked like super shit. Uh, you called out Triple G. Yeah, I called oh, out Triple Saunders. G. Saunders. Saunders. Yeah. 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 No, the the, the nameless like, uh, correspondent really? sent me a message talking trash on him. But come on, dude. Like everybody knows Saunders is just whichever champion gets him in the ring first beats him. That's Billy Joe Saunders. You know, who's he going to sell this belt right. to is all it comes down to. And who'd he beat? I bet Triple G, who'd he beat for that? I bet Triple G is chomping out the Andy Lee. right now. After he Willis boy, Andy Lee. Lee. And now he wants to slam and, the accomplishment. <laughs> hey, don't bring up my boy. Don't, you don't have to say that. Just, I just wanted to know who he beat. Andy Lee. Irish, that's, you know. that's funny. Yeah, uh, after how, how bad Billy Joe Saunders looked yesterday, I'm sure Triple G is just chomping at the bit because – you know, the he wanted them before, Todd. You know what? I guarantee he wanted them more before. Yeah, it'll still take him now, but I mean, now when he beats them, it, it means even less because everybody knows he sucks like we know he sucks. Just like everybody yeah. else, Triple G fought. 
I don't think Lemieux sucked. Lemieux's a decent fighter. Yeah. No. Lemieux was a beast. I mean, he's man. Come on, huh? I know. These a, guys, they just, really you know, after beast. the fact, oh, he's nothing. He's a okay. B player. He's a B player, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's a yeah. B he was a beast, you know. He would be like a Raven. Who, who's you an know, A? This no, would be, an a. Would be a Raven. At one sixty, who would you call an A? Nobody. Miguel Cotto. Right. Oh wait, he dropped weight. And and, and, and Canelo. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, that's it. Well, there. I still say we should get the damn him and Laura. That's what that's what I want to see, and a lot of other people want to see. Triple G and Laura yeah. need to happen this year. Shut up every motherfucking body who talking shit, including son. That doesn't – hold on, dude. If Laura won – I already laid out the path to to dominance for her. Yeah. I mean, we all know he has the all, he's not going to – there's going to be no popular demand or movement of fans saying, damn it, we want this fight and we're going to spend our – no. He doesn't draw anything. His one choice is to go to the sanctioning body, set up an eliminator, set up a mandatory, and Triple G has to drop the belts if he doesn't fight him. If he doesn't do that, he's just trying to pull the Conor McGregor and get all kinds of free publicity. That's all he's doing. Because yeah. the Real path clear. to a fight with Triple G is actually easy for him. Let me fight you instead. That's not easy for him. So he needs to take the path that works, and it'll work. And I'll be right here slamming Triple G every week if he claims to still win all the middleweight titles while dropping a belt to avoid her Slammy Lara. <laughs> You know, I want to know is who has been talking for Triple G? Because I don't know if you guys seen. Well, he's obviously called Canelo a clown, and um, he was uh, getting back and forth with Carl Frotch some weeks back, and he also called him a clown. Like, who's who's moderating doing his Twitter? Because I can't even picture that nerd calling somebody a clown. Like, you well, know, where's on, Triple G come up? Let, let's let's not pretend that Twitter isn't filled with ninety nine percent nerds, because that's exactly what it is. So let's not act like a nerd can't get on there and be talking some sideways shit. That's, that basically is what Twitter is. That's the backbone of their operation. Hey, hold on, fellas. A, hold on real quick. I just looked. <laughs> I just looked up something. Arizona Laura is 33 years old. Shook. He's got no time for all that shit you're talking about. Right. He's got to fight the guy. It's this. Okay. He's running out Here, of time. Here's what I always say, Willow. When anybody talks about anything in life, whether it be a you know, moving up, going back to school, you know, getting some other certification, changing careers, you know, and, and they'll come back with something like, fuck, that'll take five years, four years, three years. You know what my answer always is? It's always the same fucking answer I give a person. I say, you know what? You're lucky enough to still be alive. Five years are going to go by whether or not you achieve that. Do you want to achieve it or not? Those fucking five years are going to go by. Eris Landy Laura, whatever amount of time it's going to take you, to get that fight with Triple G, that amount of motherfucking time is going to go by anyways. So you either spend it making what you want happen, or you just watch the time go by and you fucking cry and complain and don't do nothing. Go ahead. Make up your fucking mind. Fuck what you're going through. Get off your ass and do it. Otherwise, I, I don't care. I'm not – dude, life is hard. We're not supposed to make it a cakewalk for fighters. They chose something that's supposed to be even harder than what the fuck the rest of us do in normal everyday life. And we're going to sit here and cry because a motherfucker actually has to plan his course and prepare and make moves and have shit go right? Well, fuck yeah. That's the way it works for the rest of us, too. But he has. So fuck yeah, now no. what he's going through. Get your ass out. No, I already told him what he needs to do. Go out there and yeah. do that, and you'll get your Triple G fight. You don't want to do it, and you just want to cry instead? 
I mean, fuck, that's like somebody who won't run for president crying that they're fucking not president. Like, just shut the fuck up. There's a path. Get on it. You're not crying. So you're not asking for something for which there's no path to, <clears throat> in which case we could consider the merits of your bitching. You're asking for something for which there is a clear path. Walk it. Carry the fucking load. Get to the other side. Ain't sharing nothing before that. This is America. Trump this is America, the real yeah. world. But you know what? It goes for my European buddies too. You know, maybe they weren't handed everything over there. We ain't handed. I don't care how much I like somebody. You don't just get handed every fucking thing. You gotta bust your ass. Look at Joe Virginell, all over up and down the East Coast doing his job. You know, still trying to be a fighter on the side. Still calling into this program. Nothing's easy. This morning, I didn't want to come to the program. Fuck, dude, it was cold last night. I was out at a party. I want to sleep in. I love the listeners. I'm like, I want to this show. My show. What kind of what kind of party easy. were you at yesterday? Asian. Big, hey, big me Asian too. That's dope. Yeah. Yo, hey, dude, you, a party. the grub is good. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a Janelle's a great guy. A uh, guy that always comes on the show prepared. And, you know, uh, hats off to everybody who made it. Because, yeah, it was a cold-ass morning. But it's, it's good getting everybody in and shit. Who, I mean, let's just do that, though, RC. Let's go back. Let's cry for Arislandi Lara. Oh, Triple G don't want to fight Arislandi Lara as a voluntary right now because he has things to do. Let's cry for him, you know. Let, let's Let's act like the motherfucker can't set up a fight. He's a fucking champion the next weight class down. They both have a championship in the same sanctioning body. What the fuck's the problem? You just rather cry and bitch. You know, it reminds me of shit I see on the news. There's always people coming out crying about this, crying about this, this group, that group, this background, this ethnicity, this skin color, this fucking walk of life, whatever. Uh, motherfucker, go do what the other man did then. Go get yours. Shut the fuck up. Arislandi Lar is a crybaby, dude. I'm tired of him. I'm just tired of him. We support him. Yes, he is. He ain't doing nothing he's to get the fight. He's just crying. He's just but crying. He's got other fights. See, he can make other fights. Triple G then has no, no he other fights. He don't want to fight no it. champion in his weight class, and he's crying about the guy who wants to fight every champion in his. Uh, that's real fucking funny. No. Don't you like what? how that works out? I don't want to fight you the mean. other champions of my weight class, but the guy in the weight class above me who does want to fight all the champions, fuck him. Okay, guys. About to, oh, throw that against the wall. And take. The there's about to be there's a there's a belt up for grab there's about a, a belt that's about to be up for grabs that he might be able to fight the champion uh, when oh. I think one of these Charlos yeah. is fighting Williams next 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 month. So he might try to get that belt. He's got fights. He he actually has oh. people in, so in his he, weight he don't division hang out that at he this fucking fight. guy's house and eat out their refrigerator. Okay, all right. So no. maybe that no. was possible. Hey. Okay. Yeah. Right. There's others that are possible. But Triple G oh, okay. has no other. Hey, great! You that know what? That's make. my favorite thing. That's what I like doing when it comes to a fighter. I'm breaking Anything down possible, possible matches. I like to sit there and think about whose fucking fridge he's eating out of, what other champions he's fucking kicking his feet up on their fucking table on their couch. I like to think about that to figure out what fights are fucking gonna happen. Fuck him. That's why I don't care about the guy. It has nothing to do with Triple G. It's like you have the nerve to cry about another guy. Look how you're living. You don't want to fight nobody in your weight class, and you don't want to earn the fight with the fucking guy above you. You just want to cry. I don't have any sympathy for fucking crybabies, dude. Go fucking achieve something. But when you say nobody, you mean two guys. 
but there's plenty in that weight class that you could fight. So it's all good. I mean, no, you don't want to fight. No, you made it clear. You said that I'm the triplet. I'm not fighting his brothers. That's what I said. Two guys that he don't, he won't fight. The brothers, his brother. There's only one major sanctioning body titles. He has one. They have two more. Oh wow! No, he's they're fighting other guys. Is there one he might be able to fight for? Are you fucking kidding me? He should want all of them. I'm not having this conversation no more, dude. This is ridiculous. Anybody just hear that shit? Oh, there's one. Are you fucking kidding? There's two that he don't want. He has one. Automatically, fifty percent of the division is turned off. He will never be the man. It's okay because he eats out their fucking refrigerator. And we're going to talk about how it's all good because there's one guy he might be able to get a fight with. Man, you see what's wrong with this shit? That's called being a cry. Oh, there's one fucking guy. He better get exactly who he wants. He better not have an opportunity to face those other two champions because he don't want that. And that's not fair. Don't offer him something he don't want. And he matters again because why? I'm supposed to give a shit because why? Hey, yo, All kinds guys, of other hey, fighters have been in this exact situation and have people come to support them, like Arislandi Laura wants to be right now. Said nobody who ever watched fucking boxing. Whatever, dude. It's stupid. This ain't about Those Triple Charles, G. Man. It ain't know. about Triple G. It's about a guy who fucking won it. Again, two champions his division. I refuse to fight them. The guy in the division above me wants to fight everybody who's got a belt in his division, something I won't do, but fuck him. <laughs> All right, yeah. yeah. You're a fucking shining example, motherfucker. You're a shining example. Whatever. Like, will he, <laughs> will he get his shit straight eventually? Probably, and I'll be able to like him again. But right now, he's in a real fucked up, hypocritical position that I can't respect. I don't like it. And just like a lot of you who are mad at Triple G for entertaining a fight with Carl Froch. So you know what? He says he wants to fight these middleweight champions, but he fights Carl Froch. He's, he's not doing it, so fuck him. Is it his choice? Danny Jacobs. Look, Danny Jacobs versus Triple G, one thing we can all agree, is not a pay-per-view fight. Now, let, let oh, let me look out there. Oh, I see a hand raise. There's an idiot out there who says, oh, but, but Kovalev Ward was pay-per-view. No, actually it wasn't. They did it anyways. Should they continue to just make bad decision after bad decision? Should they create more Andre Wards who pretend that they're pay-per-view stars when they're not? That wasn't a pay-per-view fight. It wasn't. The numbers prove it. Terrible promotion, terrible undercard, terrible everything. Danny Jacobs should only happen if it's a pay-per-view fight. Well, guess what? That means Danny Jacobs thinks it shouldn't happen. So what is Triple G to do in the meantime? This guy will only fight if it's a pay-per-view fight. It's not a pay-per-view fight. I guess I don't want to fight him. Yeah, let's spin it that way. I don't want to fight Danny Jacobs. I I want Carl Froch instead. Whatever, he should. You know what? I have the same position on on Triple G as I've always had. I'm ready to jump on him as soon as one of the parameters I've established gets violated. Triple G should be trying to get the other middleweight champions – as he stated, that's his goal. If he can't get the other middleweight champions, he fights who he wants. Not whoever you say he should fight instead. Whatever he works out for him in the absence of being able to get those middleweight champions. That makes whoever Triple G fights the fault of Canelo, the fault of Danny Jacobs, 
the fault of Billy Joe Saunders, the fault of anyone who would have the fight instead of whatever guy we don't want to see. It's that dude's fault for not taking it. End of story, because he's ready, willing, and able to fight him. Can I say that about Lara? Is he ready, willing, and able to fight either of those guys, either of those brothers? Well, hey, if you say he is now, then I guess it depends on what day you talk to him. But it sure wasn't before. So no, I'm not. I'm not getting on his. I'm not pushing his cause. But I will push it harder than anybody if he does what I says. If he earns that fight and is denied it, then yeah, we got to go after Triple G. It's called being fair. Do I expect that out of boxing fans? Of course not. But do I expect it out of listeners of the program? To a degree, yes. I do have that expectation to a degree. Everybody knows. They're going to be like Willow right here. Difference of opinion, you know. Never mind the half of the division's champions. He won't fight because there's one guy that he might fight. Okay, awesome. So the most he will ever achieve is being half of the man in the division. And he refuses to lift the finger to mandate a fight with the man above him who he seems to think he should be fighting right away. It's like working with a guy who says, I should be foreman. But he ain't doing better work than everybody (laughs) else out there. He ain't whooping everybody else. He ain't obviously the best guy. He ain't the fastest. He isn't outshining everybody. And he said, well, I should be foreman, but I won't do that job or that job. Uh, I, I might do that job, but I should be foreman. Yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> Go ahead. Y'all get that, that's why Harris Landy Lara is so fucking popular. Shit like that. Nobody can get behind it. So I just don't care. Buried him. I don't care. Well, I told the truth about him. It, at the same time, let's be fair. They're great skills. He is a trouble for anybody, including Triple G. I'm not minimizing it. And no, that doesn't mean, oh, that's why you don't want to see it. No, hell no. If he earns a fight, make it happen now. And favor whoever you want. Great fight for boxing. That happens under those terms. It's not a great fight for boxing when we throw away middleweight world title clarity, championship legacy, a clearly defined and recognized man in the sport, just so Eris Landy Lara gets what he wants. No, it don't. It don't work that way for me, you, anyone I've ever talked to. Why should it work that way for Eris Landy Lara? Nowadays, people think crying gets you where you want to be. Oh, Triple G don't want to fight me, so he should have to. Anything anyone doesn't want, if you say somebody doesn't want to do something for you, you've been wrong somehow in today's society, 2016. You know, He don't want to give me a fight. Take the fight, motherfucker. Make the fight. Why are you looking for someone to give you something? I thought this was boxing. I thought this was boxing. Oh, you won't give me this. Hey, but you got two champions over there. I mean, fuck. Uh, same gym. You know each other. Uh, business people know each other. There's no problem. Sign it. Oh, but I like him. Okay, fuck you then. You here to make friends or are you here to make fucking championship history? Well, what are you here for? And I don't want to hear this shit about, oh, we're friends from anybody. You know? You're professional athletes. Tell you what, when I'm working, I could be working next to my friend. I'm better than my friend. I will out out speed, out quality, out everything. My friend, he's my friend. Fine, 
but I'm fucking better than him, no matter who he is. And that's how I am every day at work. I don't give a shit. I'm not here to be fucking, you know, buddy with somebody. I'll be his friend, but I'm going to be the best. I'm not looking for a friend to be better than me. If he's better than me, I'm looking to get better than him. You be the best. I'm not saying, oh, fuck, dude. Let, let me slow down and be as much of a sorry ass as this guy so we can be buddies. Let me not hurt his chances. Let me make it so they still want to see him out here next time. No, it's my job to make it so they want to see me next time. Fuck what you're going through. You make buddies on the way up, you know damn well you got a chance of running into them. Everybody knows that. You got a chance of seeing them in the ring. Don't make friends with the best guys. Make friends with sorry-ass fighters or guys that are way past you, different weight classes, whatever. About to retire. Former champions. I've never seen two pit bulls at the park walk up to each other and start fucking snipping noses and licking each other. That's not how it's supposed to happen. If you're a dog, be a dog. Something hard to understand about that? But no, you just talk a gang of shit on that guy up above you who has a plan. You don't have one, and you reject the third path you have in front of you to that man or to the other titleists. But I need to have my lips locked to your ass and say you're being treated unfairly. Will someone please come along and treat me as unmotherfucking fairly in my life as Erislandy Lara has been treated? Treat me that unfairly. Please, come do it. Anybody. Treat me that unfairly. Have a bunch of people giving me a fucking flame job over what I don't get that, that I want. Fucking joke. No, but again, 2016, United States and the world. You fucking cry about what you don't have, what you don't got. You make everyone feel sorry for you like there's some fucking injustice instead of doing something about it and going to get it. Erislandy Lara... You can be unified champion of 154 pounds. Erislandy Lara, you can be unified champion of 160. But guess what? You got to do the fucking work. Triple G can be unified, but people say, oh, no, those guys will never fight him. You should just give up and do something else. In the meantime, while we cry on behalf of the dude who says he can't get it, but a dude who has a fucking mandate to get those fights, we just need to slam him. Oh, the other big thing. Lomachenko. We all need to slam Lomachenko now because Walters quit. You like that Lomachenko backlash? So Walters must have taken either a bag of money, Walters, or or he quit, or he was never that good. But either way, Lomachenko ain't the shit because of how he handled him. It was supposed to be a hell of a fight. It was supposed to be a bloodbath. But since Lomachenko handled it so easily, fuck Lomachenko now, right? Right? We all hate Lomachenko because it was easy work. How about you hate Walters? You ever hear of that? You want to have a problem with? I'm not. I don't hate Walters, but if I'm going to hate somebody or be mad at anybody for how the Lomachenko's Walter spite went, I'm not mad at Lomachenko. All that dude's been crying about is a rematch with Salido. Ever since it happened, Salido didn't want it. He wanted to save it for a time like right now, where it'd be the best thing and make a hell of a fucking retirement present for him. So hopefully that could happen in the future. If it don't, I know who really won the first night. It's Lomachenko. Oh, whoop his ass convincingly this time for everybody else. If it doesn't happen, I don't care. Of course, Lomachenko wants it. But I know who will win. 
So I need to be mad at Lomachenko right now because Walters quit. I need to be uh, mad at Kovalev because he got he got bossed. I need to be mad at Triple G because he's not fighting Danny Jacobs in a pay-per-view fight, which is not on the table. He'd be on HBO. Ready to be on HBO, Danny Jacobs? No, you don't want to get your ass kicked. That's all it is. What's there to talk about? Danny Jacobs can become the man of middleweight. Oh, no, we need to fight down the line when it's a pay-per-view fight. Well, then don't try to pretend that you're any type of a champion. It's real simple. I don't have one set of rules for boxing and another set of rules for life. Boxing is part of life. You understand? So I'm not, I'm not Arislandi Lara's advocate. Nor am I Triple G or Lomachenko or Kovalev's defender. However, I just see a lot of hypocrisy and irony in the recent condemnation of them. And I have to wonder. I mean, D pointed out earlier, he said that he think Kovalev lost the fight because of the Trump pitcher. Are we just having this Eastern Euro, you know, former Soviet Republic uh, prejudice or racism, or, or are we against them? Is that is that what's happening here? If they post a picture with somebody that approximately half the country voted for, he's supposed to lose, and that's justified somehow? And D, how can you even say that, man? How how can that be justification for screwing the man? And how how can anyone? Even if you're part of the half who was for the other bitch, how could you be for that? I don't want to see anybody who voted for Hillary Clinton get fucked in a boxing match. That's ridiculous. And Sergey Kovalev can't even fucking vote. So it ain't like he voted for Trump. I'll give you that. Stay in after uh, two. What's that? Goddamn, D sitting there hustling right now. D out there hustling. That's what happens when we go into overdrive with D on the line. He's sitting there doing two for ones on uh, those things. Two dollars <laughs> Yeah, like two dollars glory huh? holes at two dollars glory holes. Oh god. Oh glory holes. Secrets out. The secrets out. Yeah, that D moonlights on on the grand boxing, but he's an adult industry professional. Yeah. Hey, yo, that was one hell of a promo you cut, though, Suge. And, you know, speaking of doing things that need to be done, Triple G just needs to bow down to whatever little cinnamon's asking for and make the fucking fight happen if he's such a... Uh, what do you mean call by whatever he's asking for? One. Like, what kind of things should he be willing to accept? 80-20. <laughs> because we've seen what Triple G can do, number-wise. And we see what Canelo does, number one. Here's my problem with that, RC. If he says yes to 80-20, which, okay, it's ridiculous, but let me not dismiss it as out of hand instantly. If he says yes to 80-20, it it instantly becomes 85-15 or 90-10. Wouldn't you agree? The moment he agrees, that, that becomes the new fucking place that we start negotiating from. He can't agree to that. There is no point that he could ever agree to that until that is the only negotiating point left. So what other things does he need to be able to concede? 
bow down to the cash cow <laughs> boxing. I don't like him, but this is, this ass, is what huh? he needs to do. Yeah, do whatever it says. And, uh, you know, if he is really this killer that people are believing him to be, I, I don't. But if he really is and he whoops Canelo's ass, then we could go back to maybe he could get more than – he could definitely get the majority pot for a part two. So it's like a uh, it's like a long-term investment for it, little look, G. Here's but, what Triple um, G needs to do. This is all bullshit. It ain't about doing whatever Canelo says. This is the only way he gets to fight. You rematch Dominic Wade and you fucking go the distance and you fall down. That's that's exactly how he gets the Canelo fight. <laughs> and, you know, we'll have it in September and there'll be nothing more to talk about. That's it. He has to do it. Whether he wants to or not, Tri- Triple G will only ever get that fight when he shows a serious amount of vulnerability. It ain't about money. It ain't about concessions. It's about being ripe for the picking. That's all it's about. They, they ain't interested until really? he's ripe for the picking. Well, I mean, the way Kel Brook tagged him up a little bit, I mean, maybe that was enough for them to see because, uh, I don't know, I don't rate uh, Kel Brook as highly as a lot of people do, but I think he looked vulnerable in that fight. I, I couldn't guarantee Canelo beats Kel Brook, I'll tell you that. But I knew Triple G would beat him. I mean, we knew Triple G would beat him to the point it was considered a joke. It's Triple G, uh, Canelo – or excuse me, Triple G, Kel Brook looked at the same way that Canelo Kel Brook is? Absolutely not. Now, I see Kel Brook being tremendously competitive against Canelo. Well, hey, you know, speaking uh-huh. speaking of Kel Brook, uh, I met a few of our uh, OTG listeners at the uh, war fight, mm-hmm. and guess what? And guess what they said? It was it was actually just one of them. I say that it was actually just one guy. Well, guess what he said? Scared of Errol Spence? I don't know. What? No, he said, Willa, you're right on that Kell Brook shit. He didn't get no damn eye eye surgery. Everybody, the Uh, people, believe me. And y'all been wanting to sweep this up. And I thought about it the other day, and I wanted to ask you straight up. Your son isn't on the line. He might not listen to this show. It doesn't matter. Do you seriously think Kell Brook got eye surgery? Yeah, I do. <laughs> now, you do? now, okay. hey, now let let me uh, qualify that a little bit. Uh, don't picture when I when I was having one of these kidney surgeries. I said, hey, can't you just go in there, cut me open, cut open my kidney, blah blah. blah. The guy looked at me like I was crazy. He's like, we haven't done that procedure in forty years, you know, because they got much more technical, fucking technological machines and shit to do things now. So when you say, did he have surgery? I mean, why the fuck not? Most surgeries are outpatient now. You go home the same fucking day. It's like a doctor's office. It is a procedure. So I have no problem believing that. Now, do I think he was bedridden for two weeks and gauze all over his eyes and he couldn't see and he had to ring a bell so someone could bring him this fucking tea and biscuits? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know I'm being yeah, reasonable, yeah, just, too. That's why you're kind of silent. Well, you're like, reasonable. yeah, I guess you got a no, point. No, no. Uh, no yeah. <laughs> He could have had that. That's reasonable, you know. But I don't think he did it. But you're right. He could have had something. But I don't think that's the, you know, I still think it's all BS. But I got you. We just, I feel, that's just, I, I just wanted to ask you that. Since we brought yeah, it. I, I, I think he did something. something. Do, do I think that it was super bad? I mean, I hope he don't come to the ring next time looking like Margarito. You know what I mean? If he does, you're going to feel yeah. real bad for saying anything. 
Yeah, no, definitely. No, but I, I doubt it. He's talking about fighting. He's all right. They went in. They might have uh, broke up some scar tissue or something at the at the at the most. You know, it wasn't nothing serious. It wasn't the reason for him to uh, to quit the fight. That's what I'm what I'm always going to stick with. And Canelo probably breaks his eye for real if they fight. Who, who do you got? Oh in yeah, that fight? definitely. I got uh, Canelo, Canelo against Kell Brook. Canelo, he might crack the skull for real. I Damn. again, I have to see Kell Brook. I can't even pick. I can't call the Kell Brook Spence fight. I can't call anything. I want to see Kell Brook again. Something I probably won't have the privilege of doing after the Triple G before he fights Errol Spence. Let alone call Canelo. If if he's the same Kell Brook, I have him beating Canelo. I have I have no nothing to base that on though. That he would still be the same Kell Brook. You know what I mean? It's just but, it's hard to but know. What's that? A guy that tried some people to think rounds. that was a life changing. Some people think it was a life changing beating. I'm not convinced. Like I said, the yeah. jury's out. I'd like to see him. I'm not gonna say, oh, he'll never be the same now, you know. And I'm not he gonna say beat. he'll be just fine. I gotta see it. I gotta see him. If his eyes fucked up at all, it makes a difference. You know, Algeria's a damaged up. fighter now with his jacked up eye. You know, um, Algeria took a beating. That's a different beating. We're talking about beating. This guy, we're. Kilbrook gave 100% for three rounds and then quit, right? It was the fourth round. Am I right? I, I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure, but whatever it was. I think it was three rounds and then he quit. Fourth yeah, round. but okay, look, so, let me borrow know, a phrase so what is from somebody that? right now. As one OTG correspondent would say, we had a post or a, what is it? We had a Vada version of Manny Pacquiao, okay? Oh, that God. was Vada Pacquiao versus the power of Triple G. I mean – the, the Vada Pacquiao, this, I don't necessarily believe in this, but it's out there. Some people think the Vada Pacquiao, his punches aren't really that powerful, and that's why he doesn't have the knockouts. At Triple G, nobody says that, right? I mean, everyone – look at what Triple G did to Lemieux just with a jab. I mean, people know that those Dude, punches Tiger. are serious. They are. That's why nobody's fighting them, and- and you have this, uh, you, you're swinging what I'm saying towards me crying for Laura. It's not that I'm crying for Laura. It's because Triple G. Why doesn't he do anything? Why is it just our know, job to cry for him, but he don't do anything as I'm a not fighter? Crying That's for what him. gets me about well, this fucking I'm not Go crying do for him. He's got a, Usually when, he, when a guy crying. cries like Laura does and fans support him, the fighter's doing everything that you need to see to put himself in that position. With Laura, it's just fucking slap his gums. Yes, yes, he has been flapping his gums. The thing is, nobody's fighting Triple G, so he can he can do what you want. What I don't, he can do what you say he should do, and that would be that's something that you can clown him about, but you can't knock him. If he says, "Hey, I'm here to get these belts, and that's all I'm gonna do, and that's what I'm gonna do," I can clown him for it, but I can't knock him. That's what he wants to do, right? But if he if he to make any kind of real buzz in the game. He's gonna have to fight somebody, and I want to see him fight Canelo. Laura. So that's why our our Canelo, our, our bout, he's gonna have to. So you say you think of it as one way. It's like he should Laura should come up and do that. I understand that that makes. He's 100% not trying sense. to make him. Look at where you got the goal. That. You go for him to make himself the name of. He's not trying to make himself the name of the game. He already has an HBO contract. He already has Jordan right. Brown. If he ain't, I mean, he's cool. not trying to make himself. He's trying to get those fucking belts. And then in the absence of those belts, he wants a big fight. Arislandi Lara is not a big fight. 
it, it's a hardcore boxing fan fight where we get to see the best of one particular type of style uh, against a come-forward guy with amateur pedigree who's largely a, a banger, you know? So it, I, I don't get why we this fight is so polarizing or the situation is so polarizing. Uh, I really, I just don't get it. It's really not. Our, I can under, don't I understand what you, I understand that. I feel you. But you, and you just said it. For the real boxing fan, even you just said what I'm saying. So it's no, it's no really. Yeah, who is it? It's what not cut and dry for the real. You gotta say, huh? Who's night is that right. gonna be if they fight? It right. is a real fight. The problem is one right. guy just wants to cry for it instead of doing anything to make it happen, and it's not a difficult path to making it happen. Now it is a difficult and path to guy, get the guy to say, okay, never mind my plan A and plan B and anything I got going on. Let me go ahead and fight you, Mister No Fucking Audience, No Fan Base, who's actually a tough fight. That's not – nobody does that. That's not going to happen. I, I feel you, but the uh, he's not fighting anybody. He's fighting bums. So at the same time, he's fighting bums. So it's, uh, I, I understand what you're saying. You're making sense. You think there's a chance to fight Carl Froch? Number one, tell me this. Do you want to see Triple G against Carl Froch? No. I personally don't care. No. I, no? Yeah, I will watch the, it, but I don't really want to see it. Now, I got a problem if Danny Jacobs says, yes, I'm willing to take the purse – and fight on HBO against Triple G for the fucking middleweight championship, and then Triple G goes and fights Carl Froch instead, I got a problem with that. But if Danny Jacobs is still at the same position he's had for well over a year, we need to fight one day down the line when we're both big stars and it's pay-per-view. If that's Danny Jacobs' position, I don't have a problem with the Carl Froch fight. I don't care about it. I'm not trying to make it happen. But in the absence of being able to get the fights that are part of your plan A, plan B is your fucking choice. You ain't got no obligation to me because I approve of Plan A. I feel you. What? Um, so then, I'm at the same think of, time, so at the same time, you can't be mad at Billy Joe Saunders for holding the belt hostage because that was sure his plan, I can. and he's sticking. No, but he's sticking to his plan. So no, it doesn't I didn't matter say what the people sticking to it. No, but hold on, dude. Now this is, this is a difficult is political tactic. No, stop. This is this is like watching a talking head TV news program where idiots argue. <laughs> At no point in time did I set some type of criteria where no matter what your plan is on this or I support you if you have a plan. I never stated that. So you can't come back and say I have to respect and like it because he has a plan. No. If your plan is to rape fucking children or fucking women or to fucking have jihadi no. attacks, I'm not supporting you because that. you follow the plan. I don't his agree with the merits be... of his plan to hold the belt hostage, so there's a problem. I'm not, oh, good job holding a hostage. No, it's fuck you for holding a hostage, and it's fuck you for being a rapist or a terrorist. Some things you don't but get a pat on the be... back for, no matter how well executed your game plan was. <laughs> he wants to be the man. He wants to get <laughs> as, most, as much money as he wants. He wants to get as much money as, much money as he can get. That's his yeah, plan. Fuck what he's so going can't... through. <laughs> But you gotta understand it at least plan. because Triple G is just taking it plan. up because he wants to. Nobody gets to say you don't get to say I want the most money possible and, and fight somebody that you gotta fucking look up on box rec when you're a world champion when you're calling out the That's biggest weak. names and refusing to fight them whenever they fucking call you up. So no, dude, you don't you don't say oh he wants to make the most money. Well, he's doing shit to make the least money. So how's he following his plan? No, what's that guy? I don't even know the guy's name he fought. I've read it. I've seen it. Yeah. I, Malik. I saw. Uh-uh. I saw it. 
I don't know the guy's fucking name. Okay? And I should know his name because he 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 basically people think that Saunders was handed a gift. Saunders Saunders that no matter how you look at it, Saunders had his work cut out for him. Now, does that mean I'm supposed to know the guy's fucking name? Maybe, but I'll argue this. I think it means I'm not supposed to know Saunders' name, and neither are you. He beat about the other dude. Saunders is no type of fucking champion. Fuck that dude. Arislandy Lara should go kick his ass. Go take his fucking belt. And then fucking run around and say he's a real <laughs> champion. We know Saunders won't fight no Lara. You know? Why would he? Yeah, he don't want that. Um, I, I'm trying to think of what movie it was. I think it was Raging Bull, where dude had to take a he had to take a dive, he had to take an L in order to get a big fight. So Triple G should be thankful that he doesn't have to do something like that. He just has to, you know, acquiesce to whatever Canelo says, which he needs to do. And uh, this talk about all these other guys is just it does nothing for me. Triple G fighting Jacobs, sure, I kind of want to see it, but it really does nothing for me. Saunders does nothing for me. Eubank is the only other fight that I would want to see him. But, you know, a lot of people say that Eubank ain't the real deal because he did lose to Billy Joe Saunders, and we've seen what he looked like yeah, last but, night. Well, well, but that, number one, that was a good fight, and number two, there's no guarantee that that goes the same way every time. In fact, if they were to fight again right now, I'd pick right. Eubank. You know, especially looking at how Saunders looked. Before, I figure it would have been a toss-up. Now, I strongly favor Eubank if they were to fight again. Yeah, me too. And pretty much, that's like the only other fight I could see I wanting to happen for uh, Triple G that would be something interesting. Because, you know, these guys like Dominic Wade, you know, I was there and I didn't even watch it because it wasn't even... <laughs> it's nothing to watch. I mean, dude got dropped by shoulder punches and stuff. I'm tired of this guy. And yeah, just give the fans what they want. Triple G, I'm sure you got a nice bank account as it is. And then if you're as good as you think you are, you'll be paid after that. Then he could go off into the sunset. Cause what is he like pushing, pushing 40 now? Let, let me be fair though. Oh, we're just talking about, I don't even know his name and this and that. And that's not really fair for the opponent of Billy Joe Saunders, who, many people feel should have been handed the championship. Let me say this. His name is Arthur Ackerball, and he does deserve his credit for rising to the occasion. Even if Billy Joe Saunders is a useless sack of shit, Akabov still deserves his day in the sun. So my apologies to Akabov, any fans or associates that you may have listening to this program. Uh, you shouldn't be treated like whatever the fuck his name is. That's how we should be treating Billy Joe Saunders. So my sincere apologies. Yeah, good, 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 classy move there. Cause, yeah, I'm sure he's woken up today and he's probably gonna be going through this over his, uh, you know, I don't know how many times a day or how long it'll run through his mind that he won that fight. So, it, it, it's a sport though. By hook or by crook, you got, you can't let it go to the judges at the end. That happens every time. Hey, has Tyson Fury what? tweeted on it? Because I know Fury did the ring walk with Saunders. Has he made any comments after the fight? You know, because he's pretty much known for being a straight-ahead dude, Tyson Fury, telling it like it is. I mean, uh, I, I wonder how much being a homer might change that. I'm just curious. Will is a Twitter bug. Maybe he can take a look at Tyson Fury's feed and see if he had any congratulations. Twitter for bug. Hey, hey, don't disrespect <clears throat> me like that, dog. How's, how's that Twitter. disrespect? That's disrespect. Hey, I'm not, I'm not I on Twitter, Twitter bugs dog. Like don't give Twitter me that. Bugs. 
No, hey, hey, I'm not I didn't on Twitter. I'm back, not on dude. Twitter, dog. I thought it was accurate. So you're not on Twitter? <laughs> no. no. Okay. No. Well, how how would you describe yourself he in just, your relationship with Twitter? I might, I might get on Freddy Twitter Roach. once every two. I, I might get on Twitter <laughs> once every every two weeks, man. Oh, really? Okay. You just no, tweeted I, I Fred, you Freddie Roach with, All right. with me and Sugar. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, he said bug. I'm like, come on, dog. Hey, don't just quit me. Yeah, I'm not out there like that. On Twitter, at least. I'm on Facebook. Okay. Oh, well, no, I stand corrected. I, I didn't realize that. RC, you're a Twitter bug then. Is Tyson Fury made <laughs> any comments? <laughs> yeah. I'm out there. I'm, I'm oh, Hey, why are you guys taking that like I'm calling you an asshole or something? I mean, that ain't really an insult. That's what, when people tweet a lot, they get called Twitter bugs. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm 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 always on I'm always on on social media somehow finding what any it's uh, you know I look up for news mostly on Twitter, but it's funny to see feedback. But now, uh, Tyson Fury hadn't really said nothing, but uh, you know he just plans on coming back to smash it smash the division very soon but who knows man he's probably on that montana and just uh you know talking a, a little yeah, more I told uh, turned you up than he normally would be i got my theory across dude i i think that he just that was to make his drug problem go away he like created a real drug problem there's no one to worry about the athletic drugs that's that's my personal opinion on that whole situation and you see how fat he is he took a picture with his shirt off the other day dude looks like he's pushing 300 pounds man He's not coming back anytime soon. Uh, no, I'm no, done no. with that dude. I'm I'm just done with that dude. Like that, that's how I feel about this guy. I feel like I feel like he took everyone for a ride with all of his bullshit, cocaine, and depression. I feel like he knew what was coming with regards to performance enhancing substances, and he's a lot fucking smarter than he's treated, given credit for, or maybe even people listening to this program thinks he is. They fucking came up with a nice ass plan, in my opinion. Again, allegedly, I don't have any proof. That's the way it looks to me. I mean, I didn't have a long storied military career where I took it to retirement, but I was an intelligence analyst. And to me, I, I think I see a fucking plan of action and what was executed. That, that's how I take the information. Man. See what was going on. Fucking. And I, I think that he figured out a way out, just like fucking Mayweather retiring with the IV gate shit. You, you know, I don't need a license. <laughs> when are you going to talk about my license? I'm retired. Nothing to talk about. There's nothing to investigate. Bye. That's it. That's and when he finally comes back bastard. one day, the last thing that will be brought up is a fucking IV. Nobody will even have it in mind. Tyson Fury, no one's wondered about whatever scientific fucking substance that nobody can pronounce was in his fucking veins or bloodstream or urine stream. They're worried about that cocaine and if he's going to talk crazy apocalyptic religious shit. Or talk about banging hookers or some wacko shit like that. They ain't even thinking about the fucking <laughs> little deal with the performance enhancing shit anymore. You know what I mean? So to me, what 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 was the end result? Probably gets to come back and fight straight for a title unless he wants to tune up first. His number one ranking in the heavyweight division really doesn't go anywhere. He is the man who beat the man. He just don't have the sanctioning body recognition. He'll still get huge money when he does decide to return. He gets to do whatever substance he fucking chooses as an unlicensed competitor right now and straighten himself out or whatever. I just think when you look at it, everything works out great. Basically, it's like a godsend. You know, uh, cocaine saved the day, in my opinion. I don't recommend it. <laughs> Man. I don't think it's the answer to anybody else's problems, but I think it worked out for him okay. In my opinion, and this is 
the opinion of mine only. I think that Tyson Fury made the biggest mistake in boxing history. He made the biggest tragedy in boxing history by stealing those titles from Vladimir Klitschko. And then with all this going on with the strips and all that, trickling down the way the belts went as far as with uh, Martin winning a championship and Charles Martin ever since winning that championship and losing it to uh, uh, AJ. He's I, he's like uh, trying to be a rapper and stuff right now. So these guys, it, it, he, those belts that should have never got taken off. Well, who's trying to be a rapper? And who's it, trying to be a rapper? Charles Martin, the prince. God, please. You yeah. know what, dude? Yeah, the, I mean, wasn't he already a rapper? You know what I mean? And I don't mean like a guy with a record or a video. Like the kind of guy you see walking down the street on the way to the bus stop who's just rapping with headphones on. That looks like Charles Martin. He's just a dude walking down the street who thinks he's 10 feet fucking tall, but he ain't really accomplished shit. So whatever. He's, you know what? In fact, that's perfect career for him. 90% of rapping these days is boasting. And, you know, there's always been a large degree of boasting in rap. I'm not here to indict it for that. But most of it now is just all about everything that you have. It's a fucking list of possessions that you're pretending to have. Charles Martin fits the job description. I could see him naming all kinds of shit all day long that he wants to pretend he owns. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was Willis Boy when he fought AJ, and I think he's more Willis Boy now, the way he's wilding out. Like, this dude, he yeah. looks like a, that a was big, just a a black big guy Lil Wayne. He was picking who he felt was the blacker guy. Yeah, that that love affair is over. <laughs> <laughs> so watch that shit real you know. quick. Yeah, you know, hey, I say, like Damn. I always say, this, I, I give them the opportunity to prove themselves, you know. Everybody still got to prove themselves. I don't hold any man above any other man on merit. We're just talking about as if I first see it, you know, that's just how I feel. But I'm going to hold you on what you do. And if you hey, what did he say before, like though? Hey, Willa, Willa, what did he say that time in that, that uh, the UK <laughs> version of Face Off? Oh, he say, I will. I walked the earth like a god, or it was something like that, dude. You remember? Yeah, he said that's what he said. He thought himself like a god or something like that. I walked know? the earth like a god. But that was pretty like, weak. And he never did anything, the, uh, like ever. And nobody heard of him until the fight before. And he's going over sure. here to get his ass kicked, like everyone knew. And he said face to face with the man, "I walked the earth like a god." Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you even on, hey. dude? You need some Yo, music, shit. some lighting, because this shit's a WWF in yet. You know, uh, there's you a lot of people it. in this world named Charles Martin, but in case, uh, just in case if you want to figure out how to find him on social media, his ha- uh, his handle is I'm God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> how does he not have a record yet? Oh, maybe because he doesn't have skills, but that doesn't matter these days from what I can tell. Yeah, he's out of his tree right now. He's just chilling in his house, just showing videos of songs he's working on and big hits. And then he even called out oh. 50 Cent for a fight. So talk about a huge drop-off from fighting Anthony Joshua to fighting 50 Cent. So that guy's out of it. And maybe yeah, he's well, going through the same uh, thing. Fight, but what the fuck? So what? Like, I, I don't even get that. What What's the point of that? Because 50 Cent is looking to show the whole world that he's in the gutter right now and would have to fight Charles Martin to get notoriety. Like, 50 Cent couldn't make a worse <laughs> move. That, that's like that's like fucking ending up in the fucking hip-hop poorhouse, dude. Like, the only move you can make to try to become relevant is to fight a guy who's completely irrelevant. 
and you're not even a fighter, that, that'll never happen. Charles Martin's barking up the wrong tree, dude. But, but what should we tell him to do instead? Like, I thought he looked just like one of the characters from the 70s black exploitation film, The Car Wash. So maybe he could go work at a car wash, but he ain't going to be getting those huge purses. Like, what should Charles Martin do? So he shouldn't try to fight with 50 Cent. He should probably shouldn't try to fight, period. Should he rap? Was any of the shit decent? Um, no. <laughs> he looked like a big-ass Lil Wayne. And, you know, by the looks of it, does, I think that's what he wants that to sound, sound like, too. Does he do that whiny Lil Wayne Drake-type sound with his raps? Yeah, your typical, oh, you know, typical uh, hip-hop artist in 2016. How fucking old is he, dude? Like, how can any grown man think it's cool to try to sound like Lil Wayne or Drake? What the fuck is wrong with these people? Holy shit. Are you 12? Charles Martin, are you 12? Really? You want (laughs) to fucking look at those fucking eggheads and be like them? I just don't get it, dude. Like, like, whatever. Dude, there's so much great music that's never been created yet. So why are you going to go try to make theirs again? They already got shit handled. They, They got it the fucking market corner. Leave it alone. Whatever. Yeah, we should have him as a guest on the show one of these days since it seems like he don't really got nothing to do nowadays. He's just chilling in his house all day, pretty much making videos. Or, I don't know. He He's really lost his mind. And I think that he might be uh, going through the same thing that Amir Khan went through after getting knocked out by, by Canelo and kind of just saying these weird things like, you know, talking about fighting in MMA at one point and all that. Where Does he, he have a bionic mind. hand now? Hey, is Charles Martin going to get that bionic hand like Amir Khan had? They were waiting for him to bring back to the ring. Oh no, nobody could do that like Amir Khan. He he's got the he's got the secret juice. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, what did he say? He had like a Lex Luger still plate inserted in his fist or some shit. He's saying he's gonna knock everybody out. I forget what this clown said, but he has some ridiculous shit to say. Talking <laughs> talking about the guy who gave Floyd Mayweather a deadline. <laughs> but, but you know, oh, yeah. Don't do <laughs> yeah, how did that work out? <laughs> Fucking a. Oh man. So it's like Charles Martin's going through the same thing after getting getting punched with those big hands from uh Anthony Joshua. So maybe he's going through the same aftermath that Amir Khan's going through after the Canelo knockout. Yeah, dude. I, I just don't get look, how long Lil Wayne been out now? Lil Wayne came out in like the early two thousands or late nineties with hot boys and cash money and all that shit. Okay? Mm-hmm. We're in twenty sixteen and you have a, a grown up person trying to be like that fucking man child. I just don't get it, dude. I don't and a fucking former boxing champion at that. But who who decides let me sound like little Wayne or Drake, that whiny little that bitch mode to their voice thing that they do that I can't do. I can do the Polly Malinaji fucking whiny weasel thing, but I can't do that like pussy ten dicks in your mouth sound that Drake and Little Wayne have down. I just I don't get it. And I don't get how any – I understand why some women like it because some women might – hey, everybody's attracted to different types. There's probably some women who find those ugly motherfuckers attractive. But why any dude would listen to that shit is just beyond me. I have have no clue. And for Charles Martin, a former boxing champion, to try to mold himself, to try to give the same type of style as them, he'd be better off. I take him more serious pretending that he's a god walking the street. That's how that's how <laughs> pathetic that is. What a clown, dude. 
what a class. Yeah, I, I I don't know what that what this guy's deal is. Uh, I I had uh, DM how, how is it okay about... though rap music since this is overdrive? Everybody could come out and try to make their voice like Little Wayne or Drake, and that's okay. You get a song on the radio and it's all good in the hood, right? But if you tried to sound like Tupac, like The Realist or Crazy or any of these people I could name, oh, you're trash. You're trying to sound like Tupac. Or if you try to, you sound like Biggie, like Gorilla Black, or some other big slow flow type dudes. Like I don't really think Be Legit sounds like Biggie, and he's been around longer anyway. But some people think there's similarities, anyways. You know, uh, Gorilla Black, he's garbage, he's trash, he sounds like Biggie. But everybody could come out it, and try to sound like Drake, or try to sound like Little Wayne, and oh, that's the shit. That sound like Little Wayne or Drake? Are you fucking kidding me? At least Tupac and Biggie were listenable. These guys are auto-tuned, whiny, squilly little sounds with their voice every second. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Grown folks, don't listen. If you're a little kid, you know, you probably just graduated from watching Mickey's Playhouse and fucking uh, Miley Cyrus, Hannah Montana, all that shit. Okay, so you don't know nothing yet. You're trying to figure out what you like. You're going to figure out that's gay soon enough. But if you're a grown person and you give that shit a pass, fucking A, dude. We just can't be cool. We can't kick it. Little it's, it's just right. what's going on in 2016. You weren't allowed to sound like anybody on top before, but now you get your ass kissed if you sound like someone on top. Like, what changed? If, check it out. Like, uh, I think it's just the way the direction is going with people, man. Because if you like, if you put together uh, four bars quoted by Lil Wayne and look at the sales that that guy has compared to four bars put together by a rapper named Immortal Technique, uh, a guy who talks about he's a real hip-hop artist and talks about the things that's going on in the world today and um you know he's damn good at it he's really political i'm surprised he's not assassinated by now for some of the things he said but if you look at what he said some real shit compared to that bullshit i think it's like a 80 20 split from people jumping on which side to pick and you know what side they went to the guy with the the fucking the, the plant hanging on top of his fucking head he needs to cut that shit but you know Hey, what about it, Lupe Fiasco? That, that's the dude who talks about some real stuff. I ain't going to say I'm the biggest fan of his music, but his message and the things he's saying, he seems to actually have a fucking clue. Yeah, he, he's a, he's a, uh, one of my boys is big on him. He's cool, man. I like his delivery. There's a, uh, a song by J. Cole just ca- dropped out a few days ago called False Prophets and uh, taking some shots at some of these mainstream guys like the Kanye West of the world. And, you know, it's good to hear some real hip-hop in, in today's society because sometimes you think that, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a lost art. It's gone. Now I said it's dead, you know what I mean? So uh, for guys like Charles Martin, he's just looking at what's hot. And, you know, some of those guys who are in their older 20s, I'm guessing he's in his older 20s if I had to take a guess. They want to... They want to live back in their younger years, and, and they want to feel like they could do something now that they should have been then. And I think that's what Charles Martin's doing with this this new hip-hop career he's pursuing. You know he ain't looking crazy. for no world champion. The, 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 the sound of all that garbage, though, like uh, Mystical got, got out of one of his incarceration stints a couple years back, and he came back on cash money for a minute. And he had a song with Baby and Every mystical verse was like cool, different shit that nobody <laughs> ever said in a song. But when you listen to the dumb shit that Little Wayne, and it was almost unintelligible. And it, 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 dude, like the hook, the chorus, I can't even tell you what it was. But someone go look up the song original, mystical Little Wayne and Baby. 
tell me how is Little Wayne or Baby allowed to have a career after you listen to their contribution <laughs> to that song? Just hey, seriously. Because, because Like Father, Like Son was a tremendous album. That's why. You know, I sit back and listen to you guys talk about this, talk about Lil Wayne. You know, uh, Lil Wayne at one point was the best rapper in the game for maybe about three year. years, four years. Uh, let's say 2001, yeah, that, that was just a single, you know, that's single, you know, 2001 to probably like 2000 and probably six or seven. To, to whenever wow. Drake took over. He's got him having a good stretch as, as the dude on top, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. He's I, I got a good question. So at this, point, at this point, who really cares? You know, at this point, it's just about he's not, you know, you can't, you can't really compare him because he's an, a legend of the game. So, you know what I'm saying? So, but what hey, about all that you know, y'all are shit? <laughs> those, those weird tight pants and go watch that original now. video, dude. Just like, go, go watch it. Go listen to the actual music. Like, all the mystical shit's as good as any mystical shit. It's, like, good. All the shit saying make you smile. It's, like, funny. You, you know his style. But everything right. that Lil Wayne and Baby says is trash. Like, I'm not trying to be critical of them. Just literally, it's sonic garbage. Like, he says some shit. I don't even know what he says. Like, fishing on a fishtail or, dude, like, what the fuck are you even talking about? Like, you need a whole platter of drugs to try to make any of that shit even start making sense. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, can't I get agree. over the fact when, when uh, I got to ask you guys this. What's the cornier hip-hop name, Baby or Daddy Yankee? <laughs> Which one? Because every time they you say Lil Wayne and Baby, that's a fun. every time you say the name Baby, it's like, okay, that's a hip-hop artist, and that's his, well, that's hey, his name. Yo, what's your rap name, too. dog? Birdman's a lame-ass name, too. That shit's whack, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The Lil Wayne stuff was never. I was never a fan of any of that stuff. I mean, mm. You know, uh, if he sounds like that. Cool. Look, he started out as a kid. Okay, so he sounds like a whiny little kid. That's his style. That was making money for him. So no surprise, he's thirty years old or whatever he might be. He still sounds like a whiny little kid because that's what sells for him. He's stuck in that. He's like the man child. He has to keep selling that shit. You know what I mean? Like like uh, Arnold Jackson from Different Strokes. Nobody's trying to cast that motherfucker as a leading man. They always want to be the cute little black kid when he's 40 years old. Okay? The same fucking thing. Little Wayne, he's, he's typecast. Okay? He, he has to do that shit. But for someone else to come along and to be a grown man and then say that I want to rap sounding like a whiny little kid, when if Little Wayne had a fucking choice, he probably wouldn't sound like a whiny little fucking kid no more. He just knows fucking what's going to make him money. What's wrong with these people? How is it okay? I understand why Lil Wayne sound like the whiny little kid. Because that's what he fucking was when he started. What the fuck is Drake's excuse? And all these other fucking weenies on the fucking radio with their auto-tune tracks in the background. You talking about the new goat, Drake? That dude is trash. And this just saying Charles Martin is 30 years old, so he is way too old to be acting like this. Yeah, dude. He's an old man. 30 is the new 15. Yeah, he's he an old man acting like he's 21. He needs to stop that. So, yeah, if you just look at it, you, know, you can tell where he spent, all, uh, he spent yeah, a lot dude. of that money that he made off the AJ fight on uh, the jewelry he's wearing. 
Yeah, everybody just go on YouTube and look up Mystical, the song original. Okay? And remember that, that Floyd Mayweather used to let Little Wayne walk into the ring. Just remember that while you're watching it. <laughs> and Justin Bieber. Ben Bieber. I know. Bieber. I know. Yeah, I know. But you know that last was on, album was on point. With Bieber, though, hey, don't we yeah, all get Mayweather a lister? We all give Mayweather a pass so. for the Bieber shit, don't we? We're like, oh, but Bieber's the biggest pop star in the world. They're just trying to mix Twitter followers and, you know, give each other a pat on the back to, to take Lil over Wayne a was bunch the biggest rapper in the world. Huh? And Lil Wayne, and Lil Wayne was the big biggest rapper in the world. No, but no. I didn't get to finish that. I didn't get to finish. No, yeah. I know what you're saying. That's fair enough if you thought I was done. But I was going to say, so we look at Floyd and we say, we give a bit of the doubt. Like, oh, yeah, he wouldn't really hang out with that dude. This is just business. Even though we heard stories about Bieber hanging out with his kids and shit, people still kind of roll their eyes and give Floyd a pass. With Lil Wayne, though, it's like we think, hold on a minute. Did you really like this guy? You know what I mean? That, that's the difference. He ain't getting no pass. It's like, wait a minute. Dude. Nobody's saying, oh, Floyd knows that guy's a giant fucking weenie. He, he really ain't cool with that dude. There's nobody saying that. He needs no passes for either. Uh, I think he gets He's a bringing pass. Out you know, Lil, Wayne, Lil Wayne was rapping about money a lot at that time when he was on top, and you know Floyd just wanted to put that together with his nickname. And okay. then, you know, they're both huge A-listers. So, yeah, even though I don't like it, I guess he gets a pass. Yeah, just anybody out there, go watch that video, and then you come back to me and talk to me about how good of a rapper that Lil Wayne is or ever was and how how – how Birdman is any type of an artist at all. Any type. I don't, I don't care. Motherfucker can't. Hey, probably Big Thomas had Gator Boots. Gator Boots. Let's go tell Dog Gucci. Yeah, that's all Manny Fresh. Hey, 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 take Manny Fresh away and they ain't had one hit. Hey, was, hey, all but, that hey, shit that was, was a, that was a Hey, dude, when you did that right now, you know what? I didn't get any rapper's voice in my head. I got the exact sound of that beat in my head. And the dynamics and the keys in the back, uh, I completely uh-huh, got yeah. the beat. It ain't about those fucking weenies. It, it was, was about the fucking, And they screwed him, too. Uh, that that man was never properly taken care of. And he made all their music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did, but that was a big well, time. Yeah, he's that actually was... the only one we're talking about besides Juvie out of that whole – out of that whole uh, – Label or whatever. And little, That's all and little we're Wayne. Talking about. <laughs> and no, little Wayne. Not. Little Wayne hey, has the best be real. albums hey, out of that. The, year, the years that you said little Wayne was on top, you said like '01 or something like that, where it started. I forget yeah, what probably. you said. Yeah. But probably. Yeah. Anyhow, everybody recognized Juvenile is better than him still at that time. There's nobody who said little Wayne was better than Juvenile at that time. Oh. Uh, no, see, I stopped you in your tracks, dude. And I ain't trying to run <laughs> like I'm the hip hop expert. Mean, I'm sure you know way more than I do. But that I accept mean, that. But there ain't nobody who thought that fucking Little Wayne was better than Juke. I, I, no, there was, but there was one point that he was, and he stayed there for a long time. He stayed there for at least three to four years, and then he disappeared. Then he came back weird. So you know, you know, he came out with a rock album. Not you know, so. Lil Wayne, he's done his thing in the game. I'm just saying, <laughs> we can't talk badly about Lil Wayne and his raps because, yes, he has whack raps, but he also has tremendous raps. So, I don't know. No, but like I said, it, he gets an excuse, bottom line. He has the best excuse of anybody. He was that whiny little fucking guy. So, that's his sound. He made it up. He's allowed to have it. Anybody else like Drake who comes along and tries to have it, 
that's just fucking bitch made fucking weenie shit, dude. You're trying to sound like a grown man who's stuck trying to sound like he did when a kid. You didn't have nothing to do with that, but you're trying to sound like the fucking kid too. Fucking no, I think it's ass. vice versa. It's vice versa. No way. No uh, way. Lil Wayne is trying to sound Lil like Drake because Drake, Drake is popping. Lil Wayne sucked way yeah, before yeah. Drake sucked. But Lil Wayne changed his style when Drake came along. That means he's biting. Well, they biting started Drake. seeing Everybody's who can sound here. Who can sound more like they're sniveling and whining and can't talk while they're rapping? Yeah, they both hey, raised Drake the bar the or lowered it or however you want to call it. They both made music right. shittier and kept pushing the envelope. So sure, they they influenced each other and got worse and worse because of each other. But one guy definitely modeled himself after the other. Drake decided he wanted to sound like a little kid bitch and tried to take Little Wayne South to do that. And I don't care. They both suck. I'm, I'm happy not listening to either of them, dude. You know? And yeah. Drake is just a stupid-looking motherfucker. Like, Little Wayne, it's all style choices. <laughs> you know, he might be able to look like a normal guy. I don't think you could put Drake in any fucking uniform. But he's always going to look like a big fucking weenie. That dude's just a clown-looking motherfucker, dude. I don't get it. What a fucking joke. Yeah, he is. He's just he stupid-looking. He's, he's a good artist. Yeah, he's a he, he looks like but fucking... But he's he got looks like a skills. test tube creation, dude. He don't even look... He only looks half-human. I don't know what the but fuck. He he's like Marvin the Martian mixed with a fucking ferret or something. I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't know what Complete he is. Tool. Yeah, he's a rapping crazy. genius. Hey, but I wouldn't talk no shit on him around Jay Prince. I'll tell you that. But Jay Prince ain't around. And then Birdman, Birdman's gonna be asking for some more Fuck respect him. if he hears the comments you had. To... <laughs> he can't even deal with that stupid bitch on the New York radio show. I mean, he ain't gonna deal with me. You know that guy's whatever. And I wasn't even talking about Charlemagne. I meant the actual female that was interviewing him that time, where he said all that lame shit. But then yeah, the Charlemagne shit, dude. Some of these guys, man. How come boxers even like? Look up to them. I don't get it. Walk to the ring with them. Like that. Uh, <laughs> like that. Hey, Birdman uh, never walked anywhere to the ring, right? There's no boxer who would disrespect himself like that by having Birdman lead him to the ring. Damn, I, I don't think so, man. He's never made it that far. No. Birdman don't, don't walk don't that far. So. Birdman don't walk that far. <laughs> He's like, can I drive? He probably don't. Yeah. He probably don't. But I wasn't no Cash Money fan, but I got respect for the music, not not the rappers. But Manny Fresh really knew how to make some music. Most of those rappers were trash in my opinion. Well, well, look, BG was considered one of you the best, said, dude. And BG ain't said, even good. Said, how about that? BG ain't even good. He's considered one of the best ones. And you, this is coming from a guy who earlier said Dub C is, is some kind of top better something. Than right? And you just said no, these, Dub C better is better than, than Jay-Z. If they were to sit there and like actually rap against each other and nobody knew who either of them was, <laughs> Jay-Z was generic as fuck. And Dub C got a signature sound in that rat-tat-tat delivery. And it gets you excited and make you want to move. Jay-Z, it's like, that oh, I'm so smart. I'm going to dump my shit down so you can listen to it. Like, you ain't even smart, motherfucker. You're a big fucking potato head ass bastard. You ain't smart. But Dub C, Jay-Z, doesn't he sound Jay-Z like Jay Z surrounded by some fucking a... intelligent people that have turned him into a decent brand. But that dude's a he can't even speak English properly. Dub C sounds like so many other guys, though. It's so ridiculous. Name him. That's the Let's thing. Hear him. 
He sounds like that guy. Dub C's from the fucking 80s. Mad Circle or whatever, dude. You can't even start that. They would have been biting off him. They would have been biting off him. He don't sound like them. Mad Circle. He sounds exactly like Mad Circle. All those guys. Sebo, that's what I said. Sebo, all those guys. They all sound the same. They're whack. Any any West Coast rapper down there who is fucking on death row or or was on death row death compilations row? sounds better than Jay Z. Oh, Jay Z? I don't really you know Jay-Z that's me stinks, I don't really Jay Z Yeah, stinks. I feel you. I think he's overrated. I, I I agree with you saying he's overrated. He doesn't stink because I we both know some of the songs. No, you but, okay. So we can't say he thinks if you know his song, if you know his song word for word. Give the proper credit, Big Pimpin. That that put him over everything he ever did. And without UGK, uh, Jay Z never got to where he was at because it was that song. Yeah, he was already a hit maker. I ain't take away from him that. That was the song that gave him a fucking summer, and he owned the year. But we know it. So and without UGK, think. it never happened though. Without UGK, it never happened. And Pip C didn't even want to do it because he know Jay Z's whack. Bun B even fucking talks about it. He would say, yeah, he didn't want to do that shit. He thought our fans weren't going to buy that whack commercial shit. Yep. So but they did it. Jay-Z so, you know. fucking thank the South for even fucking, he just would have been a regional fucking artist. The South made him fucking nationwide. He was regional. Yeah, man. Big Pimpin got Jay-Z in bed with Beyonce. Yep. That's how big that yeah, song dude. was. Yeah, whatever you want to say, remember it, Hits for Jay Z before that shit was shit like uh, Jermaine Dupree, Uptown Baby, We Gets Down Baby. That's some of the weakest, shittiest fucking music I ever heard. Yeah. And that was Jay Z's claim to fame back then. No, Ferrari, Jaguar, that money ain't a thing. Hey, that money that ain't sucks. a thing was real. Is that, that what you talking about? Dude, holy shit, it's that week. Oh, uh, y'all want to floss for it. Dude, hey, you know the fucking 12 year old come up with that kind of trash. Hey, but you know the song, though. Hey, money ain't the thing. Come on, garbage. that went hard. Hey, that went hard. No Come on, bro. Twinkle, twinkle, you little star, and the cow jumped over the fucking moon. Hey. I ain't about to bump the shit hey. on my ride. Hey, but you did at one time. No, it, it it gets in your head because it's fucking overplayed. But that dude was trash, hey. dude. It's trash, and I'm glad I'm offending some people right now because it needs to be done. It's like this given that he's the greatest. He's overrated. And he he stinks. I wouldn't say he stinks. I'm going to give him his proper due, but he's his overrated. His music ain't exciting. His music don't make Amron. you feel nothing. Uh, where, where's his best, hit him up? Where's his hit him up? Where's his picture me rolling? Where's his all Cameron. eyes on me? Where's he got any of those, dude? Or I could even name shit from the other fucking coast. Uh, yeah. where, where's, where's any of this fucking haze? shit like Biggie songs? He don't have them. He, he, oh, where's another his? big song in this bag. Fucking me and my girlfriend. Sacrilege. Tupac makes a song, a guy who refused to make a romantic song at that time. Now, he made heartfelt, emotional songs, but not necessarily romantic. So he makes a song about his gun, okay? And he calls it Me and My Girlfriend just for the double entendre and all that shit and the double meaning and for people to really think about what he's doing. And the whole thing is Tupac would never make a song, you know, basically about his girlfriend like that, Okay. Maybe his mama, maybe someone he's boning, but it ain't going to be part of this catalog to make that type of a romance song. So Jay-Z takes the song that Tupac made about his gun and threw away the, the fucking double meaning and actually makes it about his fucking mainstream pop hoe? What a fucking dumb shit, dude. The fact that anybody ever listened to me and my girlfriend Jay-Z version 
if anybody likes that song, I feel sorry for you. I would never talk to anybody who thinks that that song is half decent. I won't have a conversation with them because you don't touch that song. Number one, you're the guy's enemy. Tupac thought you were a faggot. You're his enemy. He don't like you, number one. So you just even remaking a song after he's dead is a fucking no-no. That's a foul. Then you take a song that he made about his gun and you actually made it about a fucking girl instead of the gun? That dude's a fucking whack-ass homo, dude, and he looks like fucking Mr. Potato Head. That's why I call him Captain Potato Rapper. <laughs> Man, I feel everything he said. I just He does make good music, though, so I won't say he stinks. Like what? But he's overrated. Somebody else Cameron. made it all. He didn't, he didn't make the hey. good... That Hard Knock Life song, rapper. okay, that was all right. That's the producer. That's that background with the little kids from the fucking Annie musical shit sound. That's what that, that ain't nothing Jay-Z said. You know, it ain't nothing to do with what Jay-Z, you put anybody on that track with that background at that time, and it's a number one hit. It wasn't because that motherfucker, it's again, it's like uh, Manny Fresh made all those fucking whack-ass motherfuckers sound like they knew how to make music. Same thing. Jay-Z like Dr. Has Dre made production. All the, like Dr. Dre made all the Eminem beats. And once Eminem nah. started making his own beats, he turned into trash. Really. But hey, Dr. Best, Dre, hey, no, let's stop right there. Dr. Dre don't make his own beats. Dr. Dre employs somebody to make the drum. Somebody usually he makes the keys, but he employs people to make the keys. He has people doing all that shit, and he kind of just kind of sits there and supervises it. Hitman made yeah, fucking Chronic 2001. That was Hitman's fucking yeah. record, and those beats were like the best Dre ever fucking had. And Dre didn't even fucking do them. Real shit. Yeah. Yeah, Dre was big. His best yeah. song like, on the fucking album he didn't even appear on. It was explosive. <laughs> so what, dude? Let's not sit here and give Dre all kind. Of, Dre's got a bullshit, blown out of proportion fucking reputation, dude. You know, he, he's okay, really just whoever. a guy who knows how to lean on the right people. But it ain't all that musical genius in him, believe me. Okay, but whatever that sound was, Eminem had the sound. And then once he went away from that sound. It didn't even sound like fucking West Coast beats to me. Like that. Look, look, you could take the song that actually has Dr. Dre on it. How's that? What's the difference between me and you? Eminem, Dr. Dre song, right? That don't sound like uh-huh. no classic Dr. Dre beat at all. At all. It just has those horns that maybe someone might think sounds a little West Coast. I don't personally. No, that explosive sort of uh, it did. I mean, I see what you're saying. But it ain't on that song. Whatever though, it was. It ain't on that song. What I'm saying is Dre didn't make Eminem a bunch of fucking West Coast beats. If he did, I missed some. That might have sounded pretty cool, <laughs> you know? No, he just made whatever he was making. I mean, he made those aftermath beats. So what aftermath... I'm saying is Dr. Dre don't make his own beats. He don't. And the most he usually think, does yeah, is play the keys. That. He, he ain't even but put after... the drum track. Someone else is doing it. He ain't. So we're saying, oh, Dr. That. Dre. No. Dr. Dre's a fucking name. It's just a name. No, Dr. It's Dre's not... the guy at the end. That that says, all right, this is my beat. Nah, that oh, that guy's sounds name good. Is Take that out. That, that sounds good. Jimmy Take Iovine. that out. Jimmy Iovine's Take his that. boss, and Jimmy Iovine's gay, and Dre does whatever for he aftermath? says. No, no, I don't for think that's his boss for Aftermath. Well, no one's for, his boss that's now. That's he, other. he got all that millions from Beats, but Jimmy Iovine was in that, too. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure it was. A, he's a, he's a got his hands in Dre's, each one of Dre's pockets. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. Well, I'm saying is he had the aftermath sound. It wasn't the West Coast Dre. It was the, the aftermath, aftermath Dre, sound is garbage. Which, when which he comes out so- with aftermath, that's after he got run off of his own fucking label, and Tupac took over his sidekick, and Tupac keep his mouth shut, 
Or I mean, Snoop keeps that's his mouth what shut. Eminem was call him a bitch and gay all the time, and Snoop keeps his mouth shut like like a good little side man that he fucking is because he always been a side man, dude. And he come out with his been there, done that. You fucking got guns, I got straps. Fucking a million motherfuckers on the planet Earth talk that hard bullshit because it's all their work. And then it flops. And then he comes out talking all that hard bullshit because it's all their work all over again for the rest of his career. That dude is a weenie. Anybody who respects Dr. Dre, he's a Pauli Malignaggio rap. He sat there and slammed the fuck out of the whole thing, said, fuck this shit. Gangster rap is bullshit. I don't make it. I don't do it. Those fools are garbage. He comes back to gangster rap because nobody buys a shit. That's Pauli Malignaggio rap. Dr. Dre, except you know, Dr. Dre have talent, of course, but you know, whatever. He still makes Pauli Malignaggi type moves. Just by if Pauli had talent, I could say that he's, a, you know, Pauli Malignaggi rap music. Yeah, I don't agree, <laughs> but you know, you can have that. You know, you guys don't agree on I'm just saying. much anything, huh? Oh, we do. We we I, I I see some agreement. We both know Jay Z ain't fucking what they make him out to be, but he seemed to have more respect for him. I respect that he yeah. built a brand, I guess, but musical ability, dude. If you look at all the songs that got him to where he's at, that's fucking stupid, dude. What was that one where he kept calling himself? No, there was one that was clever. They always talk about how smart he is lyrically, and I don't see it. But he had one bubblegum pop hit where it was actually clever, that Girls, Girls, Girls song. Some of the lines in that were pretty funny, you know? Uh, I'll give him oh, a little yeah, bit yeah. of credit. I got to give him a little credit where he talked about fucking with the Indian chick. He says something like red dot or feather. That was hilarious, dude. That, that was just a crack up. Like, you're talking about American Indian and fucking hey, you know Indian a lot of his songs. South Asia. For somebody who sucks, you know Uh-oh. every one of his songs, though. <laughs> How can I talk about someone sucking and not know nothing about them? Uh, th- that'd be garbage. Yeah, I, that I mean... No, because you know. I've been listening to people for years now act like he's God's gift, and I've listened to enough of it to know that he is not he, he ain't even yeah. in the conversation for one of the best. He's not in the convo. Now, it's a rigged conversation, so of course he's at the top of the list every time. But if you really want to talk about talent or don't I agree. Put I all eyes on me think. against anything. And all eyes on me ain't no greatest fucking hits record. There's a bunch of fucking shit from when he was sitting around in jail. He didn't even have access to anything to make real fucking music. Hey, but you he know what's no better? Of paper. But All Eyes on Me is better than all that motherfucker shit. You know what's better than All Eyes on Me? Purple Haze, Go. the album. Remember that. Go check that out. Stop Purple that. Haze, the album. That's the best that, album probably of all time. What is that? Who made that? <laughs> Camera. You're funny. Dude. Come on, man. You, you tried to say that that's better than All Eyes on Me. You just, I don't have to respond. You killed yourself in front of the audience right now. Camera. Cameron, check that out. That's probably the best. That's one of the best uh, hip hop albums. Better than uh, CDs all I, you really stand by that though. No, I'm gonna check it out. Oh yeah. You said that. that that warrants being Definitely checked not. out if you said it's better than All Eyes on Me. Yeah. But you really believe that? Yeah, check that out. Okay. Yeah, that's that's my favorite album. Mm-hmm. Purple Haze. Okay. Purple Haze, the album. Next Overdrive segment, I'll talk about guys. We almost killed three hours, and like. One hour of it was like basically pure fun bullshit. But whatever. You got your two hours of boxing talk, we promise. We got to get out of here before they shut off the lights on us again. How, RC, how did that end up where I got thrown off the switchboard? Was it a train wreck or did, did you take it over pretty quick? Do I have to go in there and edit shit? 
Oh no, you don't have to edit it. Well, we awesome. I don't want to. And, and I was like, that shit's cool. work. <laughs> that shit's work. Good. Thank you, dude. Yeah, Thanks yeah. for being a good man and holding it down. OTG family, we're out of here. Uh, well, actually, no. Let me tell you what's coming next week, real quick. First, I don't. I don't want to be an asshole and go out just telling you that Jay Z sucks. I mean, what kind of Captain Obvious would I be doing that? Yeah, you know Jay Z sucks. You listen to the show to find out what's coming next with regards to boxing. So the fights that we're gonna have our eyes on. <laughs> you can hear about Ray Austin versus Travis Kaufman from Nino Chelik and the OTG Heavyweights of Boxing Talk crew. Also on Saturday, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is supposed to step into a Mexican boxing ring. We can see what kind of shape he shows up in, if it even comes off. The big fight on Saturday night is going to be Mares versus Cuellar, along with Julian Williams versus Jermel Charlo. These are Showtime cards. Guys, we're about to get the lights turned off, but fuck it. Uh, I'm going to have to – RC, I'm going to go to you, dude. I'm going I'm to get predictions from you. On Abner Mares versus Cuellar, how do you see that one going down? Back Cuellar, job squad. Hey, Abner Mares looks good against him. And then uh, possibly starts to look after a rematch with Leo Santa Cruz after he whoops Carl Frampton's ass in the rematch. Okay, and I will note that most boxing insiders are edging Cuellar, but do expect Abner Mares to give a tough, valiant effort. Me, fuck it. I rolled with Mares. I thought he beat Santa Cruz. I'm still rolling with him. I'll go down with the ship. I like Abner Mares. Julian Williams versus Jermel, excuse me, Jermel Charlo, RC. Jermel Charlo, Julian Williams, who you got? I got Julian Williams. All that, uh, Kardashian stuff they've been doing on the side is going to catch up to those Charlos. And uh, then maybe we can get a unified Lara after that. <laughs> there you go. You got to decide if you want to be an artist or fighter. And you can do both. You just shouldn't do both at the exact same time. Um, also, the card that isn't going to get much attention uh, because the Showtime card is more impressive is HBO's offering from Omaha, Nebraska. And Omaha, Nebraska can only mean one thing Terrence Crawford stepping into the ring against. John Molina? Yeah, John Molina. Okay, you got Crawford. Next, the other fight on the card, Raimundo Beltran. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.